You know what time it is. It's that hookah talk time, baby boy. This is the special edition with the nerds of Assyria. We got almost everyone in this. Yeah, we almost have everyone in this. Uh, we're going to talk about some topics. Talk about Harry Potter today because we got some Harry Potter experts. We got some Lord of the Rings experts. Got my homie Dr. Uthra. Got some Star Wars experts. And then if you want, we can do some open topics. Maybe, maybe not. We'll check it out. We'll see. Um, we got Janelle. We got myself, John, Uthra, Eddie, Nysum, Christopher, Nin, and Eddie Nysum again. <laughs> so I'm going to try to put my phone right here so the speaker can hear you. We're going to go ahead and start off with Harry Potter. Let me see if I go here. All right. Guys, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. All right, who, who, who's older out of the girls? I'm older. Who, Janelle? Yeah. All right, we'll just start off with you. Okay. All right. Hopefully I can, hopefully that's loud enough. All right. Christmas so, G5. so the first question for the Harry Potter questions is, who is your favorite character and why? Okay, so my favorite character, I feel like I've answered this like twice in the last two weeks because of Arthur and Dessa, but um, it's Ginny, Ron's little sister. Um, she's not done any justice in the movies, really, but in the book, she's um, she's very like empowered, being the youngest of seven, I believe, and they're all she has only brothers. Um, she's weirdly powerful. Uh, she doesn't get enough credit for how powerful she is. Um, she's she's just fierce. She's independent. Um, you know, she dates Harry. He breaks up with her at one point. And it's like, there's a part, I know, sorry. Well, at this point, uh-huh. they're like years and years old. But he, you know, she, she, she's her, she's her own self. Like, she's just, she's a minor character, don't get me wrong. But she's written so well. Um, she's written in a way that, like, I don't think a lot of female characters are written. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it, it's nice to see that in a book, even if it is a minor character. And then also, obviously, Harry. I think Harry gets a lot of shit. Because yeah. Of, uh-huh. You can swear. It's okay. Yeah, he gets a lot of shit because of um, people think he's whiny and all this stuff. I mean, Arthur always says it's like Frodo in Lord of the Rings. But he just, if you really see, like, his parents died when he was a baby. He was raised in a very abusive family. He's selfless. Um, even though, you know, considering the way he was raised, he he puts everybody before himself. And um, I think he's, he's just very underrated, even for like a lead character in a, a huge series yeah. like Harry Potter. Nice. Go ahead, Nen. Very character and why? Uh, I think personally, I would have to say Hermione. Um, just because she's seen as the strong individual throughout the books and the movies and she's kind of like the black sheep of everyone considering the fact that she's not like everyone else um and she you know she just remains strong throughout every obstacle that they encounter and she's the smartest one i personally think that if it wasn't for her like they would have been dead from a long time ago um she's a very smart girl 
She is the odd one out because she wasn't born with two wizard parents. So I think what she does go off of is her knowledge and the ability to just know a lot about a lot of things. And she really, she's a perfectionist and she strives to be that way because I think like that's just something that she has, that she knows she can control. And so I really admire her for that. I admire her for being strong. I admire her for being like the female in the group in the group that they have, like of them three, the, of the three closest friends. And she's she's very loyal to them. She's very hardworking and she's very admirable. So I think that that's why Hermione's my favorite character. Nice. Any, John, do you want to go? I think my answer changes uh, de- like depending on the most recent time I've seen the movie because otherwise I would normally say I don't really have a favorite character other than Harry because it's the obvious one but I think like the most recent time um, on sci-fi they were running the marathon I was watching Prisoner of Azkaban again and I think mm-hmm. my favorite based off of the most recent viewing is probably Sirius Black because he was born of a pure magic family that didn't mix with regular humans, but he wasn't prejudiced. Um, and then he had, you know, he was friends with James and Lily. Yeah. And he obviously waited out that entire time in Azkaban prison just to enact revenge on the person who set up his best friends. And I think that takes a lot of strength and patience. Cool. What about you guys, Athra, Eddie? Uh, I don't currently have a favorite um, favorite character. Um, I do appreciate Dumbledore, a very wise old wizard, I, and I like how they portrayed him as a wizard. You know, wizards are you know intelligent. They're flawed. They're stubborn. You know, but uh, ultimately their your guiding light i guess and i really like that about dumbledore nice eddie uh who's that professor the one that like <laughs> you know the one that that ran the school that everybody hated professor McGonagall. no the other one sleep no, no, who's, who's the one that came as like a punishment to the school ink girl oh yeah. shoot oh, no, yeah. wait what no, I'm kidding. Um, no, honestly, Hagrid. I have to say Hagrid. It, it's just like, like I like and appreciate a lot of the characters in Harry Potter, but Hagrid is like, he's just such a like likable character, and he seems like the one person who's like the the like the in between for the faculty and the students. He's like an he's older like brother, go-to. like an older person you can yeah, talk to. Of. Old brother, but at the same time, still like an authority figure that most care hearted men, like the main people, do. You know what I mean? Like they see something you know, worth respecting. Whereas everyone else just sees him as like the gamekeeper. And he does have a lot to like contribute to the story. I, I, I always like like the underrated underdog kind of characters because I feel like they have the most potential. You're right. I like uh, Hagrid a lot. He's very pure hearted. Yeah, they so cool. Yeah. Chrissy? What happened? Did you say my name? Yeah, uh, who's your favorite Harry Potter character and why? 
Hmm. Well, I don't know much. I thought I watched all the movies just one time through and I completely forgot them. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, the one I did like the most as I was watching it, I did like Snape a lot. <laughs> Yeah, right now. <laughs> like and then like the very ending, all that, it's like it made me like him even more, like, oh nice. You know? I don't know, I just I just like that freaking serious. <laughs> I don't know. Creepy, you know? <clears throat> it's like zoomed back in We're gonna have a great discussion for the last question. Oh yeah. Like, okay, I still, okay, wait, hold on. I still don't get it. What did what Okay we're, we're, we'll get there. What, what we'll, get there. Snape, we'll get there, we'll get there. Rob, okay. who's your uh, favorite and why? Um, uh, Rob, who's your favorite and why? Don't copy yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just like Chris, I've only seen like everything like once with Jill, like a long time ago. Um, but if I were to pick a character, I'd probably pick the... Uh, the... Damn, that, the dragon that they're trying to like uh, keep away from them finding out like that they had a dragon. Norbert. Yeah, I like that guy. I like I like that, but for an actual like person, I'd probably pick um the the blondie, the Malfoy guy. Draco Malfoy. Yeah, I, f- I feel like his character arc was like. It, it all went like. Oh, Janelle would love that. She's a Slytherin. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. Full, full, <laughs> full like circle. <laughs> I will tell you why I don't like Snape sooner. Yeah, we're gonna have a great discussion about that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, with I, Rob on the Draco thing, that is, he did have a very good character arc, and it was even better in the in the book. Yeah, it was better in the books. I feel like it was very lacking in, in the movies. I don't know. I only read one book, but as far as the movies are, I think. Throughout history, that's one of history's greatest waste of a character. Yeah, Draco. And yeah. the movies, yeah. God, what a waste! Like in the books, I heard he plays a lot better. But like I said, I only read one book, and even in that, he barely—well, I, I don't know. From what I remember, he did play a role. But in the movies, holy crap! The big. Me and Eddie should have our own book club, like you guys are doing with. You Harry should, Potter. man. It's so awesome. You guys, we're not having a book club. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, okay. We have a good time, though. It's really, really fun. We do two chapters a week. Oh That's wow. Not bad. That's too much for me. <laughs> All right. So next question. I don't know if you guys want to like merge these questions together, or what would you? Yeah, let's merge them. Uh, what What would you say is your favorite book and your favorite movie? From Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh shoot! From the okay, um, should we start <clears throat> the way we started? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, John. Okay, um, why did John just turn around? Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so my favorite that. book is uh, *The Order of the Phoenix*, which is the fifth one. Mm-hmm. I've so I've read every Harry Potter book at least at least ten times. Oh, I've great. read *Order of the Phoenix* at least 30 and i'm not even exaggerating like i've read it so often i don't read anymore i don't enjoy it for whatever reason but i used to really love to read mm-hmm. and I, I would pick that book up over and over again um and it's just it's my favorite out of the harry potter series i think it's my favorite book ever um and my favorite movie out of the series so i'm not really a big fan of the movies <gasps> 
I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll watch them, but like, I don't care. I, I feel like if you don't read the books, it's very confusing to follow along with. I think they're entertaining, but like, as far as like the movies, the British they are. They're so British and awkward, and I feel like the acting's not <laughs> like. I don't know if it's like a British thing the way they act in the movies, or the fact that they're British. Like I'm just like okay, um, but I think out of the movies, my favorite movie might be the Deathly Hollows Part One. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think Part One because it really sets. It's it's very um, mature. I feel without all the death and destruction that the second part has. Mm-hmm. Question for you regarding the books: When you were reading them, mm-hmm. did like when you were speaking and you were you know, using your internal voice to re- read? Did the characters sound American to you rather than British? Ooh, no. that's a question. Oh, oh you read them and read it like you read them saying with the British. Really? Yeah, because she like would write things like. Like, oh yeah, especially Ron's yeah. character in the book. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, like Ron's characters in the book is very, very British. Yeah, like, I think it was the third book when Harry gets on the bus, and then they realize it's Harry Potter, and she wrote it like in a really like Irish accent. Yeah, and like characters yeah. like that where she gives up like Patrick. When I yeah, first yeah. started reading Harry Potter when I was little, I could never get past. I didn't understand Hagrid at all. Like, what is he saying? Because she was right the way she could speak, and now I can, like, now that's how I read it. Mm-hmm. When I read, everybody has a Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nen? What's your, uh, what, which one's your favorite book slash movie? Uh, so, I haven't read the books as much as Janelle. I read them all once when I was younger and then I read them again when I was like early 20s and the movies I've seen um, I would have to say my favorite book and my favorite movie is The Prisoner of Azkaban and that's the third one Um, that is my favorite book and movie just because I think that that book had such a turning point when it came to the series Um, that's when we meet Sirius Black that's when we learn about more about you know james potter and his best friends who you know with the moritor's map which is also my phone case but anyway so yeah i just i really enjoyed the third book that's when we learned more um and also like some of my favorite scenes were from that movie too and we'll get to that but i just thought that that book itself was such a turning point to the series because that's when we actually learn about which are I don't want to ruin anything with your guys' book club. Are you guys on the third book? Or? We're on the third book. Okay, or we're no. on chapter seven. Okay. So I, it's just it's just a very big turning point that book. I don't want to ruin anything. Um, and I really like. I think that's also when the characters start, like they show their development more. Like Harry becomes more brave, hands on. Um, I think that's when they each that's when their loyalty starts to also get stronger with each other. They want to protect each other more. I just think that that book um, really displays, like it starts to shine on the characters' morals and their unique traits that they each have. 
and you learn also that's when new characters come in as well and you learn more about them and um, their role that they had in the past and in the present also so I think it's just um, a book that um, I think that's the climax of the series is the third book so I, that's my favorite excellent John same exact thing <clears throat> Nin said about the book it's Prisoner of Azkaban for me for the same exact reasons and like almost a bonus on top of that by the time I saw the movie, I was like, holy crap, this is the same, ex almost the same exact way I pictured a lot of stuff in my head when I was reading it. So it's like whoever they had directing that and doing all the set design and all that stuff, it's like almost, it's almost like they were peeking inside my head in order to, to get all of that done. Um, favorite, a lot of inspiration. Movie, right? Favorite movie is a tie between the first one uh, because that's the one that just started it all and I feel like it just ropes you in perfectly and sets the it sets the story for the other six that come after that and then that's also tied with uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 for the same exact reasons Janelle gave Excellent a three. John, have you ever watched um, Children, Children of Men? No Should no. I? Uh, yeah, but how about uh, Gravity? Yes Okay, same director. Is uh, it Children of the Corn? <laughs> I have seen Children of the Corn. Anyways, you definitely should have got Children of Men. Anyways. Uh, oh. Did I give a reason why I like this fifth book? I don't think I did. I think I was just going on and on about... Go ahead. Cut in front of your fiancé. Okay. Well, why I love the fifth book so much is because I feel like Harry, without giving anything away to Afra, um, actually this might give something away. Yeah, I feel like we can't avoid that. Yeah, you can't avoid it. So, um, I think Harry, the same way that the third book is a turning point. I'm not there yet. <laughs> the same way that the third book is a turning point. Like, I even told Afra when we first started reading, I'm like, just once we get past book one and two, you'll really, like, see how the third book um, really pro propels the story along. But in the fifth, I think that Harry as a character really changes. Um, and that's turning point there because of everything he's experienced. Like he's experienced a lot one through years one through four, but in the fifth book, he mm -hmm. it's kind of like a coming of age story. I feel mm -hmm. yeah. so. That's yeah, I agree. What I love so much. It's the, like, the, 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 the fifth. Well, let me also throw in that my my least favorites really quick. A least favorite book, hands down, was Goblet of Fire. Uh, not because really? it was bad, it was just worse than the other ones. And then the worst worst movie was the second one, Chamber of Secrets. Really? I, I remember the fourth book, there like, was like a lot of controversy around it where fans were like, I don't know, after the... I guess it was kind of hard because a lot of fans did agree that the third book was really good. It was arguably the best. When the fourth one came out, everyone was like, I don't know, the quality of writing kind of went down a little, but it's debatable. I never never read it so it's just what like what the like blowback was i guess yeah i had no real problems with it other than like it felt like a bunch of plot points like thrown together just to kind of advance the story and it didn't yeah. hold up on its own as well as the first three did yeah it brought all those different like worlds together in the fourth one uh, I yeah. think he's like, here's all the cool things in the wizarding world, and we're just gonna put in the fourth. Yeah, book the, the focus is mainly on Hogwarts, but then in the fourth book, we get to explore what other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, see, I, feel like, I feel like the third the third book and movie kind of did that. Because then you you not only see, like, you know, the school, but you also see, like, you know, the the consequences of the world. The 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 Dementors, the prisoners, like, like Azkaban itself. Like, you see that, you know, this is like a... And then even um, even from, like, the beginning, when, when, you know, all you have is the train station and whatnot, but you realize that, you know, there's a whole world, basically. It's not just a wall separating, like, the puzzle world and the real world, or or their world, I mean. Um, but, but you see, it's like, you know, there's the bus, there's the car, there's all these other ways of, like, entering the world but it's not just through a portal like it's basically like like the same world it's it's a lot more world building mm-hmm. in general yeah. i think mm-hmm. they did a really good job in the third and, book and both muggles and uh, wizards and witcher which is uh, both share the sim- similarity of not wanting Sirius black back like, yeah they both wanted want him to be back in prison yeah he has a very negative um People see him with a negative perspective. He's never seen as the, well, of course, because they don't know, but. But, yeah. but that's, that's great character writing. Like, when they say he's the black sheep, like, he's the black sheep. Yeah. Like, they stuck to his character. I love it. But, like, he's, he's not one dimension. Yeah. All right. A three. Favorite book, favorite movie? Of only read the first and second book um i'm like seven chapters into the third book um my favorite movie is prisoner of azkaban 100 percent and i i loved it not because i'm a fan of harry potter i mean because when i i'm trying to become a fan of the the series by reading them because watching the movies didn't necessarily make me a fan of Harry Potter. So when I when I watched Prisoner of Azkaban, I became a fan of the uh, filmmaking mm-hmm. because of the director and like how the cinematography was shot. That scene, see, I didn't know the name of the guy, but the scene towards the end where the guy turns into a werewolf. Don't say his name. Nobody say his name. Nobody say his name because I don't know. I was literally about to say it too. Yeah, but yeah. so the, the guy that turns into the werewolf and then uh-huh. like the pants, the shot like zooms in on him, and then you have the the, the backdrop of the mountain. Oh, okay. I, I it that shot remind me reminded me so much of like a classical horror movie such as like Frankenstein or That's something. True. Yeah, another mention it. There, there's so much uh, inspiration th- with that shot. That's what I felt like. So, Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite movie. I don't have a favorite book because I'm still on uh, book three, but I'm, I'm wanting to become a Harry Potter fan through the books, and so far it's working really well. Nice, excellent. Good job. Thank you. My plan is working. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, what about you? I think I know you pitched in some stuff. Yeah, I kind of. I guess it's kind of clear now that the third book and movie are my favorite. Um, I've only read the third, so that, it, that's my favorite. But um, but I think as far as that was the first like book I actually finished. So uh, I really loved it. But when I saw the movie, I wasn't you know being the first book I finished wasn't too big on the whole book to movie adaptation so i was like where's this where's this where's this but then like 
once I actually like you know like realized that and then I I like you know broke it down step by step and I'm like you know time and budgeting blah 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 but I'm like man they honestly did a really good job there was really good like for for what they did include which was majority of the book and a lot of key points in the book and everything they they nailed it like they they really nailed it like John said literally like from what I imagined exactly like was what it was on screen excellent Chrissy um I haven't read any of the books you know um and favorite movie I guess uh, I enjoyed the last one because of all the action like you were waiting all these movies for some bit of action but then uh the one that I started getting into the series was of course the third one uh never watched them before until Susanna started yelling at me to watch them <laughs> and I seriously thought watching the first two that she had absolutely the worst taste in movies ever <laughs> I hated the first two I first story yeah And then finally the third one came out and I'm like okay at least this is an interesting story you know this movie and then I stuck in with the next ones until the end of the movie end of the series I enjoyed those Yeah That's that's me <laughs> from, a, from a movie from film standpoint from like artistic standpoint part 3 is to me above all the rest in the in the series Like just just basing yeah. it off as like an artistic piece of filmmaking It's crazy. And the movies all have different directors. Like the first two are oh, one, then the third one. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. So they all seem like different movies. And also, Part Three had John Williams as the composer. Yes, man. Yeah. No disrespect to the guy who played. All the of the playlists for every single movie are on my oh, Spotify. Okay, just again. <laughs> What were you saying, John? Sorry. Uh, uh the no disrespect to the dude who played Dumbledore in the first two who died in real life he was good yeah poor guy the one that came in after that was even was better, better. Well, I, I like this really i disagree i think the D- dumbledore from b- movies book one to the end was garbage <gasps> i mean he was a trash dumbledore I think the first Dumbledore was the perfect personification of the character in the books. This suck this other guy that they brought in, it's like he's he never read the books actually. He never read them. I mean, the guy who played Daredevil reading the books and then the guy who played Daredevil on Netflix had no idea who Daredevil was before they started shooting. Yeah, but like they did a good job. So, Daniel, when you read the first two, Were you reading it in sort of the the first actor's voice when when Dumbledore was speaking? I read here I read Dumbledore's character that way throughout all of the books. Wow. All of them because that's in the my first mind Dumbledore? That's, that's yeah, that's how Dumbledore was. He was old, he was wise, he was yeah. he was whimsical, he was witty. He wasn't this aggressive Scottishman or whatever the hell he is. Irishman. Yeah. Like he's yeah, so going He's so aggressive, and Dumbledore is not an aggressive character at all. No. What was that famous part four? Yeah, I will. Like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. It's like, you chill, man. That's not yeah. how it goes. I, I will say that the, for the first Dumbledore in the movies, he was very—he <laughs> had more of better of a poker face and better of a like a soft spoken. I mean, he was like 140 years old. He, like, you know, he just—I don't know—he just didn't 
Okay. He's a good actor, don't get me wrong, but like he he just wasn't Dumbledore to me. And I think if he read the books, he would have gotten that he was playing the character wrong. My opinion. I mean, obviously that you guys like him, but like to me every time I see him I'm like you're not. You're a fraud. Uh okay, wait. You're, you're obviously since, yeah. you know the first guy died. Who would you have cast? Did you have anybody in mind? <sighs> you know who would have been a good Dumbledore? Rob answer this question. 3 2 1 0. Uh, Ian McKellen. Charles <laughs> Dance. Ian McKellen or even the the guy Patrick Stewart, the bald guy? You see? Slap yeah. him on him yeah. and have him play that really chill oh weirdo <laughs> Dumbledore. There's the wolf. Bring me my wand. Can you imagine if it was Sean Connery? Just like how your mother liked him. I can't offer your mother. My name is Dumbledore. And I say she'll pay to slap her. I love smacking women. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Rob. Your favorites? Yeah, um, I, I haven't read any of the books. Um, I remember I bought one of the books when I was like a kid. It was the one with the... I don't know, I'm sorry. Forgive me, but it was the one with the the red bird on there. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I, I never read it, but that's what I had, so I'd probably say that one because I had it. I actually bought it. Uh, but I, 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 I forgot which one this was because again, it was a long time ago. It was, uh, it was the which one's the one where they like go back in time and they see themselves. Around. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that one, that one was my favorite. Uh, go yeah. back in that one. No, I'm Turner that Hermione has to save Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. See, it goes back to that character, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, this guy. Come on, man. It's going to be really hard to say, like, our favorite parts, too, without ruining, like... Just go for it. All right, we have two more questions left for the Harry Potter one, Harry Potter series, unless if you guys have questions afterwards or something you want to talk about. Um, I have a quote afterwards. All right. What would you say... Um, surprised you the most? Like, what was that one moment where, like, it just, like, wow, like, hit you? What would you say surprised you the most about uh, the Harry Potter story? Spoilers. Well, I'm gonna say not, like, a part of the books, but, like, I think just how the story itself meant so much to everybody, like, throughout the world in different ways, and, like, me personally, I felt like I grew up with Harry, which is why I love the series so much. Like, when he started Hogwarts, he was 11. I first read the books when I was, like, 8. And then as the books progressed, I I caught up to him in age, really. And so when I was reading it, I was, like, around the same age as him. And, like, I really felt like I grew up with these characters. I was the same age as him. Wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, I think I was, too. Because this came out, like, the fifth? Where did it come out? It was like the fifth grade for me when... when... 97. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, but was that in like... I didn't read it. I didn't... The first movie was what? 2000? 01? 01, I think. Yeah, it was 01. That was the same year as, I think, uh, Star Wars Episode 1, I think. Episode 1. No, that's 99. yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Turn of the century was a weird time. There's, dude, there's so many things that were in, like, like the end of the 90s that I'm like, what? No way. Yeah, I know. It's easy to get them confused big time. Holy crap, yeah. Some like, of the best movies came out at the end of the Bob 90s. Bob was, like, 99. I was like, what? I don't but know. For me, that was, like, a later show, but... 
Apparently it was a 90s show. What was the 90s show? Spongebob. It came out like 90, 98, 99. Yeah, it was late 90s. Yeah, what the hell? I thought it was like 2000. Like, I'm picturing like 2003. <laughs> but, I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically what surprised me. Like, in the books, books-wise. I mean, obviously, like, that big thing at the end, the big plot twist at the end. You could say it. With Snape. I know what it is. Yeah, with Snape. That was surprising. Did it change your uh-huh. mind? No. Okay. Not even a little bit. Not even like a smidge. Um, but it was surprising. Nice. Okay. Yeah, You said what? John? Well, no, I said I agree, so just skip me. That's right. that's Nin, what was that turning point? What was the question again? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It was, uh, what surprised you the most about HP? Well, I would have to say the same thing. The end was surprising, obviously. Um, Snape was surprising, and the Horcruxes were surprising. Um, There are obviously moments that I was like, oh, wow. But I think the most surprising things were about Snape, obviously, and the Horcruxes. So, like, especially the last feet, I don't want to ruin it, but the last, uh, like, don't forget by then. The last Horcrux, and yeah. yeah. So that, that would probably Yeah, yeah. Be- He's, Harry's the last Horcrux. <gasps> How does he know that? Who told you? I watched the movie. Watched, so yeah. All the big moments, I That's know. That's true. That's true. I, okay. I just don't know the small, like, intricate details, which I... Wait, uh, you don't remember who the werewolf is? No, he doesn't yeah, Don't tell me that. I don't no. know. Okay, okay. Okay, we won't say anything. Another but, thing that surprised me is when, um... I, I don't know if this is something you remember, but when Fred and George and what she did with those characters at the end... And I could never get over it because I feel like what kind of evil person would do that? Oh, I see. Twins. Killed the oh, twins. Yeah. Like, messed up. Yeah. Right. That effect, too, it actually reminded me of because we were talking about, uh, you know, like all these characters that almost kind of, they didn't do them justice much in the movies. On the flip side of that, what were some characters or a character? Uh, that actually maybe I don't want to say was better in the movies but was accurately portrayed or was surprisingly well portrayed in the movies Luna I was thinking her too Luna Lovegood was exactly who I imagined her to be like how you said like they took the third book and they took like that to me they took that character in my mind and they're like here she is and they found the perfect actress they made her she did a good job yeah, same with Professor yeah, Trelawney, the divination professor. I was telling Athra last week when we were having our book club. Um, Wait, is that the actually, weirdo with the big glasses? Yeah. Oh. That, how they write her in the book is exactly how she is there. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that the chapter where they first introduce Trelawney, Professor Trelawney. Professor, yeah. Um is probably one of my favorite chapters so far. Interesting. Because the way uh, the way the author introduces her, she, pr- she brings so much color 
and flavor and so much identity in like a, a page and yeah, you're right. there's so much detail it's it's amazing and so i'm reading it and the words are coming like into my head and the picture is coming alive as i'm reading it and i love detail detailed book that's why i'm such a tolkien fan because of his detail but i really think that rolling does a great job with introducing characters and bringing mm-hmm. them to life i was thinking bellatrix was strange which is what made me think of that question very good that's true totally and also the actress whose name yeah, she's, I- she's phenomenal yeah yeah oh um helen so- yeah helena bonham yeah helena bonham yeah, Carter, yeah. Huh. She's so weird. She's so cool. what? She's so yeah. weird. She's cool. married to Tim Burton. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She that makes has sense. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Who, who, who am I on now? Oh, a three. Uh, what would you say? What you said? I think you were Wait, just it, right? The surprise. Hold on. What's um, uh... I had one in mind. Hold on. I don't know if somebody said it or not. Um, biggest surprise. You know what? I'd, I'd have to say. Hmm. I don't know. I had one in mind, but I can't like. Can't really remember. Uh. I guess. I guess I wasn't really surprised because I didn't really have like expectations on where the story was going. So I just kind of like. Went along with the story. It was like uh, I didn't. I didn't really like have any theories or anything. So nothing really like blew my mind. And then the one thing that did kind of surprise me uh, was was uh, in the third book, in the third movie. But then because I'd already read the book, it, it wasn't too much of a surprise. Um, so nothing. Nothing like really, really big. One thing I will still that did blow me away, not really a surprise, but like shattered my expectation was the fight scene in the in the, mm. in the movie between Dumbledore and, and uh, Hulk. I was like, holy crap, this is good. In the fifth movie? Yeah, I was like, that, it didn't Pretty surprise cool. me because the trailer already kind of ruined that. But then that shattered my expectation. Like, wow, this is like really well choreographed. So nothing really surprising, but like a few expectations shattering. Excellent, Chris. Uh, one thing that always stands out when I try to remember the movies—I don't know which one it was—but when the Slytherins took over the school, what five? Ah, okay. And then, and then when when the old professor goes and she fights, I think Snape, I don't know what's going on. I think it was, I don't remember. Seven. When, the old lady, the Oh, cat, McGonagall, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven. I'm talking about, it's a seventh. You're totally okay, okay. And then like, so it's a school, right? And there are a bunch of kids there, but then, yeah, they're like, they're divided into like different houses and whatnot, whatever. But then when like one house took over and like, took the other kids hostage or prisoners like what and then he's like what do i do with these kids throw them in the dungeon like what they're kids like that's what i was like it really like okay like slytherin must really mean something they're just they're like your classmates that they're trying to kill you one day (laughs) that's slytherin for you 
It's Abu Ghraib. So that's not you were dating. They had like a prom or a winter dance and then all of a sudden they're killing each other. Like, I'm I so... Know, didn't they have like group projects? Doesn't that mean anything? <laughs> <laughs> group projects never mean anything. <laughs> what about I that? No, the, the games, do do, they though? played games together. It was just so weird. It's like... <laughs> That that was the biggest surprise. It was like they just completely like took away their humanity just suddenly. Like what? Brothers are bullies, garbage. man. They're bullies. That's They're how bullies. it was back in the day. <laughs> there, there was no really one. Ambitious. There. That's a nice way to put it, General. <laughs> really Rob, I have to use the restroom, Rob. I'll be right back. Okay. Do it, Herman. Wow. All right. Um, for me. Oh yeah, this uh, this podcast is uh, uh, being what is it? What do, we, what do we say? Brought to you by brought to you all oh, brought to you by Tony Calgaracos, lawyer <laughs> and attorney, and it's also being brought to you by Janelle Hartoon, lawyer, attorney, whatever you are. JD Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> No, uh, my favorite. I think my like my like the twists or like the thing that surprised me the most about the movies, obviously, because again I didn't read the books. Um, one of, like one of the first things was uh, I, f- I think it was I don't know if it was the first one, but one of the professor that or the guy that had like the head on the back of his head or the face on the back of his head. Squirrel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. That's the first one. That's a good point. That's very that's that's so like old school Harry Potter that we don't even like think about. Yeah, remember. Yeah, like, the, I, I didn't even notice. Forget about it, yeah. It's, because so much happens that you you forget even the... There's so I much, didn't even notice like a white guy with a turban like the whole movie. I was just like, right. oh, okay. You're just like, oh yeah, magic people. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah we were kids. We were like, oh, okay. That's probably a wizard hat or something. Yeah. Um, you know what, Eddie, I was just thinking, you should read, I mean, since you read the third book, and didn't read one and two. Just read six. I mean, I I want to I want to buy all the like the books and read them. Do book club. Like I, I I bought number one. I like this book sale. Like I, don't I, buy the books. Huh? Don't buy the books. Why? Is that a add to my book collection? Yeah, it'll be added. Just don't buy them. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, book club like. It, the books are so damn good, and I mm-hmm. I really want Atro to get to book six because I feel like it's so interesting, and I really think six is great. Six made me cry in the movie theater. Six, the first book that ever made me cry in my life was book four. That was the first oh, time okay. I ever cried. I remember where I was sitting in my old house. I remember just sobbing and being Sam? like, "I'm twelve. Why am I crying?" Mm-hmm. Can, you pause Can you tell me what's wrong with book four and movie six? Like, well, why are you guys crying? I don't remember. Book six. Okay. Go to the bathroom again, Othra. <laughs> <laughs> let me know when it's good to come back. Okay. Oh, if well, I, I, I also thought five was sad because that's when Sirius. Yeah, they're honestly, they all have their own sad moments. But five, for me, was sad because Sirius Black died. Six was sad because Dumbledore died. I actually cried when Dumbledore died. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a sad scene. Dumbledore, mm-hmm. I remember that one. Um, four, because Cedric. I know that's why you thought four yeah. was sad. It was, when you said you cried for four, I knew exactly why. Yeah. Because he brought him. Stupid Wormtail. Oh, hell, so wait, wait, wait. wait. 
Siri Black, I know I remembered him. Obviously Dumbledore. Who's who's Cedric again? He's Cedric Diggory. Remember the guy who in uh the Goblet of Fire that like uh the Robert Pattinson character that time that were killed. When Voldemort came back and then he and then he killed him. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes so he yeah. was in the Triwizard tournament. Yes, yes. Along with one of each like each of the schools that were participating, one member from each. Cedric Diggory was chosen for Hogwarts, but so was Harry, magically. Uh-huh. And um, First of all, that should have voided, okay? First of all, the rules were that you have to be over yeah. 17. 17 yeah, there's, there are specific rules. Yeah, and he was 14. Yep. So that means that the contract should have been voided. They're like, it's yeah. okay. We'll everyone contract. everyone yeah, was upset. Didn't, didn't they establish that they oh, did? Hey, guys. Even now with the big oh, one. Oh. That's the school room, right? Wait, oh, somebody else oh, said hey. hey. Hello. What kind of quarantine is that? And, uh, <laughs> this is Iraqi style quarantine. Like, it's like, all people. Like, and, uh, it's like it's constant. If you feel sick, stay home. Wash yeah. your hands. Be careful. How's everybody? Just like you have done before. Why aren't you doing We're it We're filming podcasts. Like, you guys doing a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll mute. Ed, Ed. What was uh, your favorite book in Harry Potter? Sit down. Harry Potter movie? You're not yeah, a- Harry Potter movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you're like Harry it. Potter. You're allowed to sit inside, oh, not yeah. outside. Yeah. 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 Please. Lily, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Hey! hey. I can't decide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Double page, three page hey, report. Chamber, Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets? I was the first person to say that. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You were. Oh, yeah. Which one was that? Is that the second one? That's the second one. Yeah. No! No, 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 I don't know the book. So I don't know the book. The movie's For terrible. Sure, uh, no, okay, wait, wait, wait. I changed my mind. The fourth movie. Which one was that? person to say that, too. <laughs> wait, what's he? The Goblet of Fire. The Triumph of Tournament. I'm not sure what it's called. That was, that was, yeah, like it that. is Goblet of Fire. She's read it in Eric's home. And audibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the movie is. Oh, yeah, so it's pretty, like, yeah, so they're, they're, I'm gonna let you guys go. I just wanted to drop by and say hi. Hey, you guys all. Hey, Be safe. Go ahead. Be safe, guys. Wash your hands. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Abyss, 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 and it's going to be uh, a debate with Janelle and Nin. Yeah, let's go. Who wants to go first? Who wants to plead their case first? I'll be back in a few minutes. So sorry. No problem. No problem. All right. What's the debate about? I feel like we've debated this before, but now it's actually on a podcast, so let's go for it. Let's do this. All right. All right. So the question was, did Snape redeem himself? Is that what you... Okay. Yeah. Who wants to go first? 
Gognen after him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I personally think he did redeem himself. Bless you. Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. That's Shahada. Um, and I think he redeemed himself because. You know, I'll agree with some points that Janelle's gonna make. He was an he was a he was mean, he was a bully, he was rude. Um, but I think um, you know he held a secret for a very long time, and he played both parties for a specific reason for a very long time. Um, he did it for the greater good. He committed a murder for the greater good, and he—I do think he redeemed himself, and I think he like it shed more light at the end, obviously, as to why this all happened. Um, but I do think that he redeemed himself. He—I re I completely agree that he redeemed himself. Okay. Well, cool. We're, we're going to go back and forth. That's so all right. We have, we have, we have all night. There and, and then we're going <laughs> to... Okay, here is my thesis about, about why I think that Severus Snape is a garbage person. Oh. Okay? He is a garbage person because he... He was mean, for sure. He was, he was, a, he was beyond mean. He tormented children. Everyone says, well, he was bullied when he was younger. Okay, so why are you, I don't care if it's like a vicious cycle. You're an adult now. You have the responsibility to teach these children. You're a professor. You have like a duty to be like somebody that they can trust and feel comfortable around and be around. And you literally torment them. You He makes literally Neville's biggest fear is yeah. Snape. And he's a child. Um, and everyone says, well, he was in love with Lily. Okay, first of all, if you really love somebody, like truly love them, even if she had a child with somebody else, you wouldn't treat her child like shit. Okay, and everyone's like, well, he had to act like he was mean to yeah. Voldemort because he was a double agent. Well, he could have ignored him. He could have been mean to him, but not to the extent that he was. He was mean to everybody, not just Harry. He treated Hermione like crap. He treated Neville like crap. He treated Ron like crap. He treated anybody that wasn't- He treated everybody like crap. Yeah, but unless you were a Slytherin, then he didn't treat you like crap. He gave you special preference. Um, because he, he I mean, there was no other way of going about that, don't you think? Like he had to be that way in order to not pull his cover. No, I don't think so. I think he could have been a, like a tough teacher and a mean teacher, but who's really going and telling Voldemort that Snape's a dick to the kids? Don't help Harry. Don't whatever, but like, don't actively torment him where you. Yeah. I can't even think of things that he did to Harry throughout his school years. Like, Harry didn't just hate him because he hated him. Like, no. Okay. He hated him for like, because Snape was. would treat him so viciously. And like, Harry luckily could handle it, but somebody like Neville, who was so quiet and shy and like, mm -hmm. had all these issues himself, couldn't handle it. Um. And everyone's like, well, Snape was in love with Lily and Lily died. Well, Snape was a Death Eater, okay? Yes. The yeah. only reason that he converted and became a double agent was because Dumbledore made a deal with him because he went to Dumbledore when he found out that... the that, Prophecy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
So the prophecy came out, a child born at the end of the seventh month would have the power to defeat the Dark Lord. Okay? There were two children born at the end of the seventh month, Neville and Harry. Mm-hmm. Voldemort was like, oh, it's Harry and Harry's parents. So he's going to go kill Harry. And so when Snape found out, he's like, you have to stop him because I love Lily. Selfishness, okay? Because if he ended up picking Neville, Snape would have continued on his dark, you know, Death Eater ways. He would have been fine with Voldemort going and killing two innocent people and a newborn baby. Or like a one-year-old baby. He would have been totally fine with that. And But because he was going to kill Lily, he wanted him to stop. So for everyone to say, like, he was in love with her. He redeemed himself. He put himself at risk and he became a double agent and he saved Harry. He would never have tried to save anybody if it wasn't Lily that was at stake. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. I think that he is a very selfish, mean, cruel person and his own selfish need, like love for Lily is the only reason he did what he did. And if if he didn't fall in love with Lily when he was younger and he knew that Lily would be killed, he would have let Lily be killed. If he wasn't in love with her, he would not have cared because it wasn't just somebody he knew, it was somebody he was in love with. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but because all the people that were fighting against Voldemort at that time were were Snape's peers. They were all people that he went to school with. Like, yeah, James was a bully to him. Seriously, yeah. everybody bullied him. Fine, whatever. But like, you're an adult now. Get over it. Like, honestly, I I agree with Janelle on that. Like, every reason that she listed is like a selfish reason. Thank you. It is a selfish reason, and I do agree with the fact that he was a bully and he was selfish. But aside from all of that, I think because of the all the guilt that he had because of that, all the guilt that he had from letting, like, releasing that information and not being able to prevent it. I do agree that, you know, I do agree with the points that you've made, but I just think aside from all of that, like, because he was a double agent, which obviously was a very dangerous position to be in, and the fact that he had to, you know, do all of these things just to not blow his cover, I do think he redeemed himself at the end because he he did ultimately like his goal was to protect harry because of all of that no he became a double agent because dumbledore told him if you want me to save lily yeah you have to help us what what are you going to do for us because i'm not going to save her love is not really a justified reason like right i don't think love redeems people for anything like oh he was in love with her everything so it makes sense now and it's like to me that's like i mean i mean let's say there's like a murderer and then it's like, well, we won't murder this girl that you've been stalking because you're, like, mad in love with her. But other than that, it's like, and then when, when it comes to her safety, you, you offer yourself so that she lives. That's that's not self-sacrifice. It's like, that's like the ultimate form of obsession. Yeah, I think which is what he kind of was. But, I mean, okay, he had his own faults and he had his own, obviously, I mean, he he had bad traits, but... I think the overall picture, I mean, I do obviously agree with some of the points you've made, but I think the overall picture was that he did redeem himself at the end. I think we're supposed to think that. I think, yeah, I think, I don't think he redeemed himself. I think that, like, if he did it out of the, like, he became a double agent and because he wanted to and it had nothing to do with Lily. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, he was like a double. But why couldn't it have to do with Lily? Why, like, why couldn't it have to do with that? Because to me, he didn't do it out of the goodness of his heart. He did it because, like, he Good was point. forced. Can it be both, though? No, not in Lily his case. 
Yeah, but can it and is it are two different things. Yeah, right, exactly. So, like, he he did it because of Lily. If Lily wasn't in the picture, he wouldn't have done it. Done what, though? I'm losing well, it. We don't know that. Do we know that, though? Well, yeah, well, that was the reason that he came and told Dumbledore, help me. Yeah. He's like, help me, Lily's gonna die. Okay, if, yeah. Like, like I said, if he was gonna choose, if Voldemort chose, was not well, yeah. No, I understand that. So that's why, yeah, like, that's like really okay, I don't care dope. that, like, you were part of the movement that killed all these innocent people. If it wasn't suddenly affecting your own life, like, there's, like, real life situations where this happens, where, like, suddenly, like, oh my God, what about me? Like, that affects my life. It's like, oh, good for you. Like, I can't think like what about all these other dead kids yeah like like okay like this is gonna be whatever but like the holocaust all these Jews were dying yeah I went there (laughs) all these Jewish people were dying and then like the minute somebody like like let's say oh I they found out this Aryan person's great grandfather was Jewish and he's like wait like suddenly he's like no wait wait stop this isn't fair it's like well you were okay with all these other people dying but now that you are like uh or like Star Wars. The last one where everyone said Kylo Ren was like kinda redeemed and like uh in the exact same movie he kinda commit genocide on an entire planet. <laughs> yeah. Is that just is that just justified because he helped them? Like, I mean that's a better example though, because you had uh you saw that happen. A lot of with Snape, it's like with this he was okay with everybody else dying. That's still Assumption. It's a selfish trait, it is. But that's that's the trait of a Slytherin. I mean, that, I, I don't. First of all, that's not necessarily true. Okay, so like for example, oh, yeah. every so Death Eater. Okay. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't hear. Him. I didn't hear what he said. Oh, okay, good. Hey, um, hold on. Something clever saying hold. it when we're both talking, so we don't hear it. Before we go ahead and move on, uh, we're gonna take a short break because we're. Already, uh, so far. So it stops at 60, so I'm gonna do a quick little break and then re-record. Just give me a sec. Don't re-record. All right, we're back from that break, everybody. Who could talk coming back? And, uh, we're gonna finish up this Snape talk. So go ahead. Okay, let me. My final point is that nothing anybody ever says will change my mind. I, I, I noticed that by now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't want to change anyone's mind. I just think the question of did he redeem himself at the end is a separate question from is he actually a genuinely good person. I think okay. he did redeem himself at the end. I think that, you know, ultimately he had to kill the one person who's who really truly knew what side he was on and he did he did do it to save someone of like that was very dear and near to someone else to him and he also i think if he didn't release someone whoever needs to cover their ears do so now if he didn't release the prophecy and if he didn't go to Dumbledore I think that the wizarding world would have been very different I don't think it would have been it totally what it was it would have I totally agree but again I still think that he did it for his own he would never have released it if it wasn't for if if Lily wasn't involved um the reason to me like yeah he killed the only person that knew what side he was on but it's because 
he had to. I mean, he was gonna die anyway. So he wasn't really, it wasn't, he was gonna die anyway. So to him, the only person who really, he did it because Dumbledore asked him to so that Draco's soul would not be tainted. Because although Draco was in the family that he was in, he was still an innocent person at that point. And so it was either Draco or Snape. And Dumbledore set it up so that Draco would be saved because Snape wasn't a good person. Like he, he long time ago, whatever, that's fine. Um, but I mean, Dumbledore is a whole nother story and his, you know, his background, but like, I don't think he, I don't think Snape redeemed himself at the end because to me, love is not a redeeming quality for somebody. To me, if he That's did so, basically, you're saying like the, he shouldn't use love as an excuse, right? Like if he came, if he heard what had happened, and he's like, "Oh, I knew Lily; she doesn't deserve to die," or Harry's a little baby. You know, these are these are babies that he's trying to kill. They're innocent souls. He's only yeah. done. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tell somebody that could help, and I'm gonna go tell Dumbledore. And here's everything laid out, and I'll be a secret agent for you, a double spy. Great, that's awesome. But for him to be like, oh, he was in love with Lily. That's why he was so mean to Harry because she had a son with James and that he yeah. was, you know? And I mean, to be honest, I've never seen it in that perspective. Like, you know, I, I know I, I do, I read it for myself and I watched it for myself that he was, he did have selfish traits and he did have like, he was just a mean person in general. And he, you know, like he did torture a lot of kids, but I feel like there are like times when other characters tortured kids. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying aside from all of that, he did something for the greater good. And ultimately he did sacrifice himself to protect someone at the end. Um, but basically I, I'm, I will stand by the fact that he did redeem himself at the end because what he did was for the greater good. I'm not focusing on the past or like what happened and and he was terrible in many ways and we've witnessed that ourselves through the books and the movies but aside from all of that I think at the end he did redeem himself only because you know it it like it came to light why he did everything he did not we're not justifying why he did everything he did but it, it just like we now know why it happened and what he had to do in order to protect Harry, I guess, and the wizarding world itself. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think he sacrificed himself because, like, he working for Voldemort to begin with is dangerous. You either yeah. die, you don't know. So, so yeah. like, him being a double agent, right. he died because he was a double agent. Snape, Voldemort never found out. Like, he never figured it out that he was a double agent. Right. He killed him yeah. because he thought that he was the true owner of the possessor Elder of the Wand. Yeah. That's why he killed him. And even if he was never a double agent and he only worked for Voldemort and he just he would have killed him for the same reason. So like he being in that position he was, was already a dangerous position. position. Yeah, exactly. So like to me it's like he was just continuing on as like continuing on with his life. He I mean, I'm glad he did what he did. The story would not have been what it was if it wasn't right. You know, he led Harry to the Gryffindor sword to, you know, and all that stuff. Like, right. big things. Like, he really did help out and he had a hand in. So I get that. But, like, to me, I've, I'm just, I, that's just my personality. I've never, yeah. like, seen, 
like a story where there's a bad guy like to me when somebody's a bad guy i don't care what their background reasoning is like to me like oh he had a horrible child he's just bad. Like, I'm like, he's yeah bad. no I, I agree with that i do agree i agree with that john so artistic john all <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so, I, I say something yeah okay so from my perspective hey chris i see you from my perspective um <laughs> Where I'm on book three, and everything, every encounter of, of, of with Snape and Harry Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> um, Harry, Snape has been a complete and utter dick. Yeah. Excuse my language. So yeah, so the beginnings of the, these books, I guess. All I know of Snape is that he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. All I know. He is an asshole. But but I mean, uh, like if someone's an asshole, but they're like underlying, you know, it's like it's a cover for like them actually being like a soft person. Right. Like like the Hound in Game of Thrones. But you don't do that with children. On the outside, and yeah, he's he's done some horrible things too. But see, that's a character I'd say like redeemed himself because yeah, I mean. He, he did some horrible things like like killing the butcher's boy and shit but then he he had a big like epiphany and a change of heart and it wasn't just him being an evil person and then came into being a good person like he he was a good person he had a horrible upbringing he had a shitty job he, he had nothing of his own and then when he finally had the opportunity to eat to express himself uh, we start to first see it in Sansa, and then you see it fully in Ari. But that's a that's a person, you know. You know, you could see, but with more interactions, that there's more than just the surface. But with Snape, the more you dig into him, yeah, the more he was like a selfish person. See, if they never really went back into his story, you could probably say, okay, this was Bruce trying to unmute him, like a professor could have turned evil, but he he went the good route. But like Janelle said, when you show his him being bullied and all that, it's basically like the Harry Potter equivalent. Like he could have shot up a school. You know what 100%. I mean? One hundred percent. That that's all I see. Like the more you dig into Snape's past, the more selfish he does seem. So what I want to do is um, I want to read the rest of the books, and I want to form my own opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see where his choices throughout the whole series, uh, what choices he's making, and how that's gonna lead him towards the end. And I will give you guys my opinion on that, but not now. All right, Rob, Lord of the Rings time. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. I have to uh, give you guys my favorite quote so far in Lord oh, of the Rings. And, uh, and what? Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So this quote, when I read it, uh, really touched me in a way, because um, gay. Oh, Susanna asked if we're still on. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, uh, in a Harry Potter. Yeah. She's a Lord of the Rings fan too. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so when I read this this portion, it, it really uh, opened my eyes to the character that I once hated, because. Everybody would say that he was better than Gandalf. Ooh. But 
Um, but I really did come to uh, respect him. Anyways, Was that so, a at me? No. So what he said, which I think we all struggle with, um, especially people who don't know what comes in the end of life. And that's always something. End of what? Wait, so, is this the quote? Well, no, no, I'm saying. Uh, it's getting to it. Oh, it's okay. something that stuck with me because, uh, anyways, so the, the quote is. No, I wasn't sure if that was the quote. Okay, so the quote is from Dumbledore. It's, I know it. I know it. Okay. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. Ah. Damn. So, that first part to the well-organized mind, right? Death is but another great adventure, which to me means that somebody who has accepted death and not only accepted it, but is, um, well, yeah, I guess accepted death and is ready to move on. Whether there is something in the afterlife or not, or after death or not. And so I think that's something that I've, I still struggle with till this day is that I'm not really well organized in my mind um, because there are so many questions that I have about life and death. And so I can't accept that part of my life yet. And um, yeah, just really stuck with me. I think like for like well-organized, it's to think like, to have a well-organized mind, have the understanding that like, what comes after life, death, it's just, that's the organization. Yeah. And so like, if you can accept that mindset, like, this is the order of life that like things that go in life it's just the, like then once you accept that it's just the then like the extension of all you could do for the rest of your existence i guess i don't know it's it it's hard though i mean i feel I, like i feel like when you're older you know death is coming you kind of naturally you're just programmed naturally to accept it but it's hard at our age you know what i mean I think that quote. I think that quote also is trying to say like it doesn't stop at death. In a way, like saying death is the next great adventure. It's just trying to say like it doesn't have to end at death. Well, see, I would I th- I would have thought that too, but it was it's the first part that really gets me is that for the well organized mind, like to me, uh, that, like the, to me that means that for for somebody who is who's accepted death, they're willing to go on this next adventure. That mm-hmm. is death, whether it's, I don't know. I think, uh, to me, personally, I think, I don't think that means someone who's like, uh, like how you said, like accepted death. I think what it means is you've, you've collected your thoughts. You know what I mean? You, you've you've opened your mind to what death could be and accepting no matter what is on the other side if it's part of life for everybody to live and then die the way i look at it how can it be bad if it's part of like nature how can death and whatever is waiting be horrible we're all meant to go through it and we're all born with it with a time like like a time you know what I mean? yeah. once we go I think especially nowadays, people, yeah, people are so busy that they're so afraid of dying. But when the time comes, you know, it's 
if it's premature, it's un- it's unfortunate, but it's all it's all part of life. Life is so chaotic, and, and death is chaotic too. You know what I mean? We we just have to accept that we will die, and hopefully, whatever is waiting for us, if there's I can't accept it. You have to. We have to. We have to of the unknown that everyone's afraid of. With death. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's no one likes the fear of the unknown. I can't accept that. It's okay. It's, okay. it's hard. No one's saying that, you know, you have to think of it now and accept it. Like, oh, okay, I get it. No, but... No, Eddie, I want to live forever. <laughs> so do I, bro. <laughs> so You come out with technology for... Or at least a thousand years. You down the freezer still? I'm down, dude. Like all business? But, but that's, that's exactly why. You see, I, I have the same thoughts about... Not to go on too much of a tangent, because... Like, you know, but real quick, I just have to say thoughts about death and sleep. Like sleep is, is kind of like, it calms us down. Like it, it, even though we don't know exactly why we sleep, like nobody knows exactly what the function of like sleeping serves. Um, I think that's ultimately it. It's, it's nature's way of saying, you know what, if you guys were awake for 24 hours, you probably would have bombed yourselves to death by now. Anxiety, fear, all these emotions would, would drive. You see, when you don't get like a good night's sleep, what happens? Imagine if you never rested. Like, but because of sleep, people are able to collect themselves, and it's it's it comes naturally. You don't even remember falling asleep sometimes. You don't remember that. Then it's just some things are so natural that you're not really supposed to think too deeply on it. Studying, yeah, but not think too deeply. Just like with death, I mean, think. Uh, have some philosophies about it, read up on it, try and imagine like what, what it is, possibilities. But I think there's a reason why like nothing has ever came back from the other side. It's because we're flawed, my friend. We were, we we're, not, we're not meant yeah. to die, but somehow in the evolution of things, our cells are Everything's meant to die. Man. No. Everything has a beginning and an end for a reason. Wow. Even the stars above us have an, have an ending, bro, as great they, as they are. Death or death is a cause. No, it's a fact. I don't know. No, no. Life, I don't know. life is a cause. And death? death is an effect. Is he okay? All right, death? guys. I'm gonna. I'm, Wait, since I'm the moderator. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shut you guys off for now. Yeah, that's not okay. Rob, you want to die? All right, let's get back on topic. Sorry. No, just for time's sake, because I know it's late for you guys. So. Yeah. Um. Let me go and. Go to my notes here. All right, I know so we're, nothing about Lord of the Rings. Absolutely nothing. You guys want to do Lord of the Rings? It's okay. We're going to learn you today, girl. For <laughs> <laughs> sure. Star Wars. All right. So Lord of the Rings. Uh, I want to start off with Uthra because he's, he's our PhD student. And uh, Uthra, what, who would you say is your favorite Lord of the Rings character and why? Frodo. Okay. Frodo. I was actually going to ask who is Frodo. Frodo. Wow. No, I'm just joking. It's not Frodo. Fro- to me, Frodo is one of the most important characters. Mm-hmm. But my favorite has to be Aragorn. Wow, that's news to me. Well, I did not express that. What's the name? Aragorn. Aragorn. Why, why Aragorn? This guy, babe. Oh, just with this whole complete story. Uh, Thanks, I mean, guy. Oh god, I can go all day. Okay. Um, so Aragorn lineage, uh, his his heir, 
he, he's the heir of uh, um i wonder where i should start right now should i go way back okay i'm just gonna go way back. So anyways no, let me tell you about aragorn it's air there's a man named Asildor, and he had the chance to destroy this ring and he never did he kept it because the, the greed of men <laughs> the greed of men is 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 very strong with us you know we're, we're very selfish uh, cre- uh beings yes the world. right and so because of that because he held on to the ring and never destroyed it that had a ripple effect into all of the future of middle earth and especially humans and so here comes aragorn he is the heir to a door and by right he is a king of men hey susanna hi guys hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. wow nice hair thanks it's getting so long i just showered so so aragorn decides that he through the shame of his his ancestors that he doesn't want to become the king of men so he becomes a ranger right a, a wanderer of middle earth but yet he still is in the the seat of these councils and he's still at the the tables of these these war rooms and he still is part of you know what the the free people of middle earth but he believes that his duty as as king uh, it wouldn't be right, and, and he has, so he he's very deeply flawed, and he has so many regrets and so oh, much no. guilt. Huh? Oh. Hi, Chris. <laughs> and so, so the movie, uh, without much, I don't want to spoil it, but the movie is is the for from from his perspective, he has this massive character arc where he exponentially grows so much and uh, and you see what he was before from the first movie and what he becomes in the third movie and I think he, he he's my favorite character because um, he, he just has that complete character arc and he's a good guy throughout all he's not like Snape no bad no no <laughs> but I don't want to spoil it because you haven't watched it. Who hasn't seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I literally know nothing about Lord of the Rings. Don't worry, baby. I love watching it. But it's it's on the list. Yeah, it's all it's on our. It's like I have a list of movies to watch with Eddie, and that's like I think the first or second one. Extended edition series. Don't waste your time on the regular one. Extended? Yeah. Okay. So to me, without yeah. saying much, um, his character arc is perfect. There's so much growth in him. There's so much change. Uh, you learn so much about him, and um, like from a I book. I like when there's good character development. Yeah, and that, Lord of the Rings has a lot of that. It's amazing. Um, uh, from before and to the end he's continuously growing and just becoming better and better and he he has his moments where um he is filled with doubt and guilt and doesn't know what how to proceed and 
and he has to figure it out. But the payoff is incredible. Nice. Thank you. Beautiful answer, Athri. Um, does anyone <laughs> want to chime in instead of going like, through the whole through Chris. everyone? John loved Lord of the Rings. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I gotta say, my favorite character is Gandalf. Gandalf. Even though he's like the Deus Ex Machina of like the entire story, but like he held, he held the whole story together. Yeah. He held everything together. Like anytime something was falling apart, they turned to Gandalf. And even when they didn't have Gandalf, they'd be like, "What would Gandalf?" Do? And he was just so like, so inspirational. You like you could not help but love the guy. Yeah, this is the, the reason why Gandalf is so highly regarded because he spent so many thousands of years in Middle Earth uh, traversing it and being part of each community and each like he he is well loved by the humans just as much as he is with the dwarves just as much as he is with the, the elves I mean he spent I, I don't know how long it was but he spent so many years with this one elvish lady and she was the she was the, um, she was the, I don't want the master of pain and suffering. And so for so many years, all he learned about was pain and suffering and what that meant. Right. And so he took that knowledge and he, he uses that. Like she caused pain and suffering or? She is the embodiment of pain and suffering. Uh Yes, and so he learned from her, just like how Thanos learned from death or whatever, and fell in love with death. Mm. And so that's Gandalf. That's how he is, and he he loves he loves the Elvish kingdoms, and he loves the uh, human kingdoms, and he loves the dwarf kingdom, and he even loves like the little far away lands that nobody knows about, like the Shire where everybody's three foot tall and they're quiet and they're into forks and spoons, collecting forks and spoons, China, uh, China cabinets and stuff like that. And he loves them too. They're gardeners. Gardeners, you know, gardeners. But he loves going there because they have their own, their own um, personality. And so he, he, he loves, he loves all, you know, he, he can take, from everyone and learn from them you know so to me that's what mean that's what it means to be a great leader which gandalf is he's the guiding people he's the he's the guiding wizard for the the free people of middle earth is that not only can he lead but he can also follow does that make sense he is the donald trump the lord oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else have make Middle Earth great again? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I'll, I'll like to add something. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go, 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 go ahead. Uh, because the question I was hoping was, I think I missed the question part. But Favorite uh, Lord of the Rings character and why? Character. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna do the opposite. And bear with me. I completely dislike Frodo 
for obvious yeah. reasons that I've stated multiple times. Uh, okay, um, I, have to, I have to chime in on this, but anyways, go. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I won't. I won't respond because your argument will be ridiculous. But <laughs> this is what it is. Uh, oh, everybody boy. else, the entire series, I skipped photo scenes. But everybody else from uh, from Gandalf and his quest, from the other Hobbit, from the other two Hobbits, Merry and Pippin, like they're what they do, and Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli, what they go on and do. Everybody's story was perfect. All those characters were amazing, except for Frodo. That's just my opinion. Obviously, I know some of you guys disagree. Whatever. I disagree. But I can't choose. I mean, you're absolutely right about Aragorn and Gandalf. Everything you said, like everything you said is true. Um, but one of my favorite characters that I always just get happy to see, and they're not like a major character, is Treebeard. I honestly love Treebeard. Ah, yes. You know, he's just, he's just sleeping for like thousands of years. He wakes up and his whole family's dead. He's like pissed off and he just goes kills the wizard. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. I love how it took like forever to decide what they were, and then five minutes to like <laughs> go to war. <laughs> I've decided I will <laughs> It's funny because you could talk about everything that happened in Lord of the Rings, but if you've never seen them and you don't know anything, it's not a spoiler because you're gonna watch it and you're not gonna be able to like remember all the different storylines. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. My favorite character would be Gollum. Yeah. And, like, and like his story and Gollum how like... What? Gollum or Smeagol? No, Gollum. Both. Well, kind of both. <laughs> Just like how like, you know... How, how they you go. were interesting for a second there. Like, uh, like the third movie, Return of the King, where they kind of like, they show you like, you know, the way, you know, he, like, how, how he like, mutated because he found a ring and and all that stuff and just like um like even though like he i don't know he, he's just he was, he was so good at manipulating like i, I like bad guys in movies and then i feel i feel like golem was like the perfect like bad guy like he manipulated him like every step of the way and uh and he ended up getting the ring for like five seconds until he like you know, you know what you guys know what happens, but um, yeah. I probably say Golem because it's like you can tell like there was still some good in him, like yeah, in some ways, you know what I mean? Like there was still some good in him. Like he had this inner conflict with himself, you know, all the conversations he had with himself. So I don't know, just stuff, I, I like I like all the weird like e- like weird evil like inner conflict character so I'd probably say Gollum yeah. yeah I'd say he was definitely the most like complex Smeagol is what Snape could have been but Gollum is what Snape will always be yeah. <laughs> I wish I could understand that <laughs> Susanna who's your favorite character in Why in Lord of the Rings uh, give me one second my mom's not coming okay John okay John go John <laughs> John, who's your favorite character? Come on, please do this for me. Can include uh, characters from The Hobbit as well. Yeah. Yes. Um. So all right, so it's technically a tie. 
I hate doing this, but Smaug from the Hobbit series. Yeah. <laughs> because he was badass and he kind of... Was that before third movie? Sorry. Um... What? No, yeah, he showed up like in the... Like in Desolation? Yeah. Um... And it's basically because he just kind of brings out, um... The greed... Do I... Am I... I can, like, hear myself in somebody's... Room. Mute yourselves. Um, no, yeah, you don't have to mute yourselves. It was just weird. Uh, he just kind of, um, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, he basically points out everybody's greed. Uh, humans, dwarves, everybody. And meanwhile, he's just kind of stuck in a cave on a pile of money asleep, which is how I wish I could live my life. <laughs> and, and on the flip side of that, my favorite character is Gimli, because I feel like the dwarves represent Assyrians better than anything else in pop culture <laughs> in the last 30 years because they're just angry and violent and stubborn and it was it was cool to see us on the big screen even though it was in the <laughs> hey, if you think about it like like the Dwarvish kingdom was kind of like the Assyrian kingdom how like yeah. how they were like pushed out of their homes like yeah. you know what I mean like There's how the Assyrians were pushed out of their homes alright so, and you, know, uh, you can I say like certain, certain qualities. Wait, what? Are they? I guess certain qualities. Yeah, certain qualities. Yeah, not a hundred percent. But John, you said uh, it was a tie between Smog and who was the other one? Gimli. Gimli, Gimli. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love Smog. Smog the Magnificent. Yes. Oh, really? He, sorry. Do you have anything? More, I just want to add something. I was going to say, like, kind of back to like the Syrian thing. How you can like kind of picture how like smog would be like, like the Turks and whoever like can symbolizes them as like pushing us out and like genociding and basically taking over our lands and stuff like that. So that's all I was going to say. What about you, Jano? Um, I was going to say or- Aragorn. But since you already gave a very good reason for that, I'll say Arwen. Um, because, like, compared to the other elves, she's so she's <laughs> so um, emotional. Like, I feel like the elves have, like, they're very logical. It's all about reasoning. Um, when it comes to emotions, they're very, if at all, shallow. Mm-hmm. Where she is so conflicted and torn between her family and her love. Um, you know, literally sacrificing her immortality for... I mean, I don't blame her. I would do the same for Aragorn. Am I right, people? Can I get a... (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's just... I love her storyline. I think it's great. Um, I like seeing her relationship (laughs) with her. Bless you. Bless you. Her relationship with her father and her relationship with Aragorn. And it's, I just, I like seeing her on the screen. You know why that what is? What I don't like is Eowyn. Although she's kind of a as well. No! What? I love her, I love her. But like, dude, get off, get off him. How can you yeah, not fall in love with Aragorn? Look at him. I know, I don't blame her. I don't He's blame her. He's so good. Can I ask a question? Huh? No. No. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, anyway. Um, are there a lot of characters? Because if, if what I'm hearing, if I heard everything correctly, all of you named like a different character. Like no one had a favorite. <laughs> there's, there's a well, lot of characters, but the you movies. see them enough to... You'll see them enough to like remember. There's just so many great characters, that's why. And yeah, how bad just... Lord of the Rings sucks that you can't even decide on like one good character. <laughs> so you pick an animal the way John did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter. Uh, There's like a million characters, but like you see them enough that you you can you know distinguish them. Okay. And the Susanna? reason why Arwen is so emotional is because she's half elvish. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. She has Thanks, human. guys. And half dwarf. Wait, what is she's yeah. half human? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she has her mom. Hmm? What? What? Susanna, <laughs> what? Susanna <laughs> go ahead. Wait, wait, what did Chris turn? Okay, sorry, Susanna. Oh, no, people. I thought Chris was saying something. I, I was just trying to wonder who her mom was if she's her mom was somebody uh her, her mom, mom was armenian and her dad was elf <laughs> wow, that is nasty okay go ahead Susanna. okay i was gonna like aragorn is definitely like one of aragorn is definitely one of my favorites but i'm gonna go basic a little i'm gonna say legolas not just because he's like like <laughs> badass but because like like how janelle was saying like uh, elves are so like impersonal they're not like very like they don't develop close relationships with other people besides their own kind and then for him to de develop like a friendship with Gimli the way that he does and have that like the the comedy factor to it too is just like like my favorite relationship in in the whole like series is definitely theirs like the way that they interact with each other and the way that they like support each other even though they've been brought up to like hate each other you know so I think like just like list like the way that he like fights for his people and like, the people that he's grown to love is just like, like despite who his father, like his father is, and the way that like elves are, especially his kind of like, you know, it's know, it's admirable. The king is on right now on AMC, and Frodo just touched a giant spider web and started freaking out. Like, Ugh. <laughs> Harry Potter would never do that. Harry Potter would never. He's such Harry Potter could never. Right. Harry Potter is. Yeah, but Harry Potter is like no, armed with magic and shit. Harry Potter would fall to the ring in one day. <laughs> yeah, because Harry and Frodo suck. They're both stupid. Hey! <laughs> wow. Uh, Alright, next. But you will, just real quick, you, you can give it to Harry for being brave. He's definitely more brave than Frodo is. Yes. Like, he'll go, like. Definitely He's like, brave, yeah. but he is not pure. Why? <laughs> First of all, okay? First of all, okay? Why do you say that? Frodo is from know. a species that are pure, okay? He's from a, a simple-minded species. Harry's a human being. For a human being that's experienced hardship and... Yes, but wait, yeah. if one falls apart, Janelle, because then we saw somebody else from the same species. Actually, we saw multiple people in the same species hold the ring, and within like a minute, they fell to it. Well, but, like, if but you're talking Frodo about had, like, a stupid idiot. whatever Frodo had, <laughs> what, what he had or didn't have, gave him that edge that he, that somebody needed to hold the ring. Because even when we saw that people with like the most powerful people. 
like we're being seduced by the ring. Frodo fought it for so long. That's true. Night and day. And then on top of that, having somebody who was already felled by the ring, like whisper in his ear all the time. Like you have to give it up to him. Can we agree that Pippin is a stupid idiot though? Pippin is a stupid yeah, idiot. The fool of a duke. <laughs> I love Pippin. But you can't say like Harry and like uh, Frodo have very similar like paths because they have like the weight of the world on their shoulders and they're yes. trying to like accomplish something work. that like I just don't I think just like the way that Frodo handles things is what's irritating mm-hmm. for like me and Chris <laughs> and I don't know who else but what you guys have to understand is that he is no, no, really. imagine okay let me imagine injecting yourself with heroin for like 11 months every day it's not that bad but yeah Okay. Anyway, yeah, but, okay, but don't don't. Uh, everybody's seen Harry Potter, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I've watched. Yeah. Okay, like the way that like Harry's part of him is a Horcrux. He still has that inside of him. He still has that like that draw towards evil and stuff. So that's right. yeah. But okay, the difference literally is, a piece of the like. Lord of the Rings was envisioned from beginning to end. Like already, the 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 story was was set. So when it was written, he wasn't, you know, Frodo wasn't changed at all by a lack of content. Uh, Tolkien knew what was going to happen with Frodo from beginning to end. With Harry Potter, uh, it went like you know per book, kind of where the story was going to go. So, so I mean that quality of Harry is only due to the fact that you know the books came out a little later. So. It was kind of used as a MacGuffin to, to, like, you know, for the flaws of, of Harry. Whereas Frodo, beginning to end, he was a set character. Can I ask another question? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, before you do, two things. I, I like how both Harry and Frodo are expected to die. Yeah, uh, right. They're both sent off by their, 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 Peers, them knowing that this is going to be their and this is going to be the end of their journey. I thought that was fascinating. And two to Janelle, um, actually, hobbits are very intelligent. Uh, they actually have the greatest. Um, what is it called? Uh, ge- ge- not geography. Uh, infrastructure. Not infrastructure. Um, Economy. It's not economy, <laughs> but the way they the way they create food, the way they have a wind, they have they have windmills, and they don't they don't have to go on agriculture. Agriculture, thank you. They they, they don't have to uh, they don't have to go hunt their food because everything is grown for them. Like they're very advanced species. They're oh, just, they're vegans. The they're Dow just, Jones and the Shire stay <laughs> high all the time. They're just a quiet folk they're quiet folk they don't like to be bothered okay anyways question yeah so the discussion that you guys are having is it based off the movies or are there books too books and movies i think most of us have only watched the movies yeah the the movies do such a great job i I don't even know how they did it honestly it's just weird how much they they could fit into three movies and have so much. So there's three movies. Well, well and there's also yeah. The Hobbit, right? And that 
It's three movies stretched out of one book, correct? That's not yeah. even like how many. It's like it's a not even three hundred pages. I don't think. Don't watch the Hobbit. It's not even very long. I like the Hobbit. I've only read the Hobbit. I've read the Hobbit, but I haven't read Lord of the Rings yet. Bro, but and I've read like part of what's that one book? Um, Alphabet. That one that we both. The similar. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Has Bro, anyone read the books for Lord of the Rings here? Rob, I read the first one. Okay. Bro, honestly, okay, the the ending of the first book, amazing, but like the first half of the book, holy. Slow. How many books so, are there? I love it. I, I tried it. reading the first half of Lord of the Rings and I can't get through it. How boring is it, Janelle? It's oh my so god. Hard to get by. How many books are I'm there? I'm like page 570. Yeah, come in. Sorry. <laughs> the reason why they're saying it's boring then is because you don't leave a place for a long time. So you're stuck in the Shire for a long time. But to me, I love it. it. Because because after that, it's such a grand, epic tale that it's, I I find it fascinating that it goes from such a small place in a corner of the world that nobody cares about, nobody's seen, such a quiet place. no, such a quiet place, and then it go, and then the book becomes this grand epic tale with war and destruction and stuff like that. Domination. All right. I wonder what Janelle's explaining right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next, one last question for uh, Lord of the Rings, because wait, one, one. Let me before we move on. Sorry, Justin. Um, see you. Hi, Justin. What's up, Justin? Um, What's up, Greg? <laughs> <we're back. laughs> um, before we move on, pass that. Nobody gives Sam. No. Sam White. If, if, if it wasn't for Sam, Frodo yeah. wouldn't do anything. Thank you. Frodo, if Frodo is Imagine dealing with Frodo. True. If my best yeah, friend was like that and I had to go on a journey with her, I would push her off a freaking mountain. <laughs> yeah, Sam was honestly like the best friend ever. He was so like selfless and like yeah. he loved like he loved Frodo like with all of his heart. Like no matter what, like like as many times as he pushed he him, he, was, he always right. came back. Like that's how you know. Like he was just like his boy, like his best friend. His best friend, his best mate. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, Chris, Robert, you you read the books, right? Yeah. Uh, if somebody, I don't know, I, I missed that part. But how I always wondered, how did Frodo and Sam know Merry and Pippin? Like they just did they just literally run into them that one day? They're, they, know they were prior. related. I think Mary's related to, uh, or Pippin's related to Frodo somehow. Yeah, yeah, I think it is Pippin. That's oh, right. Pippin, yeah. Took, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I can't believe someone's yeah. named Pippin. He's a half took. Maddie and Pippin. Maddie and uh, Pippin actually comes from a lineage of horse riders, Hobbit horse riders. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What I feel like that's a big deal for Hobbit. Because <laughs> they don't fit on, they have to ride ponies. They can't fit on horses. Oh yeah, true. Not ponies, like actual horses. <laughs> yeah, actual horses. Holy crap! Wow. Like when you guys notice those things in the movies where you they actually emphasize how small they are. It's very funny. It's yeah. Funny. Dude, imagine how mad Gandalf would get if Pippin was like, "I come from a family of horse riders. Come on, Shadow Facts," and then he'd pop up. Damn. Well, he was like a, what, a knight of Gondor or whatever he was. Oh, yeah. 
Wait, what? He... What? No, he was the he was the the Stewart Stewart. Stewart Stewart. Stewart Stewart. I yeah, my first time, my first like twenty times watching that movie. I I always thought up was like. Blah blah blah. Stu- I thought he was saying Stuart. Like it's calling him Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until like fifty years like after me watching that movie, and then I finally realized he. I was his title. <laughs> I never. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> You're not the king, Stuart. Like what? Like. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the next, the last question for Lord of the Rings in respect of everyone's time, because we're we're already about an hour and forty six minutes almost. So, um, last question. We're gonna start off with Athra. Is, um, you know how like they mostly shot everything in like New Zealand. If, Did they really? Yeah. Wait, literally, you guys, sorry, I missed the whole question. Right when you were about to read the question, my internet just went weird. Oh, you're fine. No, I was going to say, like, so do you know how, like, they shot the movie, like, like the setting, like, in New Zealand? Um, if, if it wasn't New Zealand, what country would you pick? What country do you think would be, like, like the best? Can I answer? Yeah. Scotland. I, I think so, too. I was going to say that, too. Kind of oh, that's a good artist. Um, uh, Sweden. No, Bird? no Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. That's yeah. Like, a lot of Surai would, would have been in that one. <laughs> a serious guy wouldn't show up. Or, Sweden is actually very just like, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not, like, if you're not in Old Town, Stockholm, and it, it just looks very normal. But it does have a lot sense. of, like, nature in it, no? Like, yeah. It's, it's one of the most natural places Again. Yeah. Um, Switzerland Again. is beautiful. Switzerland is just like unreal. Yeah, but you can't trust neutral people, you know. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and go to Star Wars now. I'm excited for this. I honestly know nothing about Star Wars. And we're just gonna do it. Just a couple questions. So. Um, Rob, I have a big complaint. I'm sad I missed the Harry Potter combo. Oh my gosh, me too, Susanna. I hate you. I I feel like the Harry Potter questions were a lot better, but it's okay. You didn't give him questions. He asked you for them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Janelle's right. Ooh. Harry Potter is the superior series, so it gets to not even close. Although I do agree with what Afra said, Janelle is right. You did not give him questions. He asked you. Okay, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm not getting off because it's Star Wars. I just need to go because Sean and Brittany are downstairs. <laughs> so. Bye, Sam. Bye, Sam. We'll do it again, later. I promise. Bye. We'll... Yeah, hopefully, and Bye, hopefully we talk about Harry Potter again. Yeah, we Say will. Say hi to them. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay. Hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Chris, I still have your thing that I still need to give you whenever this is over, this crazy so. I'm trying so. to be mad right now. Can you stop being nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye, Susanna. Bye. Bye, Oh, we love her. All right. Um, let me go here. Are you guys first cousins, Othala and Susanna, or? Say that again? Are you guys first cousins, or? No, we're second, third cousins. Second. Oh. We're second cousins. 
So your dads are first cousins? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Once they're removed, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. I, I don't know if they're like. Uh, yeah, I consider that. Exactly. Once removed, so no. No, no, I don't follow any of that. What's her dad's name? Sorry, we're going off topic. Thank you. Yeah, all that removed stuff is like white people shit. It's like it's it's all right. I don't understand but, that. So like, I don't think it's normal. Oh, once removed, this means like you know. It's like their dads, and then you're like one notch to to like the right, I guess. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ever gonna get. Like, you disown them. Like, they're not part of your family anymore. Like, oh, we removed. That's them. what I used to think. To be honest, <laughs> when I was younger, but. Whatever. That's what I used to think too. Can I use the restroom before you start the question, Rob? Yeah. I love a coffee stand. Do you want to start it again Let's or do you want to wait? Five minute oh. break. How about that? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're, we'll stop at uh, fifty minutes. Sorry, All right, we're going to take a small break. Who could talk? Okay. Be right back. And we're back for part three of this long podcast episode. We're going to start off with PhD student Mar Christophorus Zumaya. And we're going to start off with some Star Wars action for you guys. And, uh... So, Chris, I want you to learn us here a little bit. I'm going to start off with something crazy for you right now, Chris. You ready? And I want you to speak up because I know you're soft-spoken. <laughs> so, the first question is, for the people who don't know, um, how would you, how would you explain the Force? Mm. It's getting really philosophical, like quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, the force is is everything. It, it it creates life in the galaxy, sustains life, connects everybody, and it's in everybody. So everybody has a connection to the force, but at certain different levels. Obviously, those who have a stronger connection are able to manipulate it. It's 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 just imagine if you could visualize it. It's just like energy all over, everywhere. Okay, and uh, Jedi, Sith, Force users in general, they're able to manipulate that energy, the Force itself. And there's unlimited amount of possibilities and stuff that you can do with it, which just tells you how powerful it is in its own. So, I mean, that was just off the, that's the thing, Off I guess. the dome. Is uh, the Force universal, or is it just to that one galaxy? Well, I mean, as far as Star Wars is concerned, it's just that one galaxy. So, but I would imagine universal. Anyone else want to chime in? That was beautiful. Cool. Um, this is for everyone, because... Um, this is probably an easy question to answer. What are you guys' thoughts on John Williams? <laughs> I mean, how can you not credit that guy? He is a godsend, that man. Honestly, as somebody who the, the guy who watched the movies for a while, I still rec- was able to recognize the music. Like his yeah. work. Yeah. In any movie, 
you yeah. know that it's John Williams, even though the score that he comes with is different than, the, than his other work. You Did just he do the Harry Potter one too? His signature. Yeah. yeah. Hedwig's theme. Beautiful. That was uh, my ringtone for a little. theme is one of my favorites. Who? Ray. Ray's theme. Oh. I have to familiarize myself with that. I'm not. I haven't really gotten attached to the new trilogy soundtrack yet. Just a few tracks only. A few oh, scores. I mean, there's some brilliant tracks. Yeah. I mean, the Imperial March. They play. There's like college bands that play that on Saturdays at football games. You know. Yeah, for real. Uh, he is the reason why I believe as much as uh, George Lucas. Um, why Star Wars is what it is. I agree. Yeah, of course. You feel the scene, right? You feel the moment. You you can you can easily you can understand the story and the way it's progressing. Like, dun dun, and then you're like, oh my god, your like heart sinks in. Like Darth Vader's here, or something like that. You know what I mean? And so he has to read that, and he has to interpret what the director or the the author has written, right? And so I think his interpretation of the movie or the story themselves, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, it, it's just right. It just feels good. Yeah, you like hit the nail on the head, man. Excellent. I would say one of my favorite scores that he made for the movies. Um, obviously, I, I just, I'm obsessed with a lot of them. But one of my personal favorites has to be um, Princess Leia's theme. Mm. Uh, familiar with that one? Yeah. Um, you obviously recognize it when you hear it. Yeah. But uh, just see, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, the way he write, wrote that music, it completely defines her character. Like she's the she's that calm that Han and Luke they needed. You know what I mean? She's that center that they had to, they couldn't, you know, go far from. You know, otherwise they would have fallen in some way. So it, it's just it's it's just like a peaceful theme just for her. Yeah, yeah. Even with Luke, I feel like his theme, like just yeah, by just like hopeful and, and yeah. Um, my favorite's the Force. I mean, the Force theme or the Skywalker theme. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I know exactly. What about, yeah. Rob, which one did you say? Uh, the Skywalker theme, the the the, the main one, really. Like, dude, I just yeah, get goosebumps, true. dude. Like, uh, binary sunset, is that it? Yeah. That one, yeah. 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 Um, next. Oh, and across the stars. Yeah, dude. When when ah, uh, uh, Anakin and 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 Padme's love song theme, whatever, across the stars from Episode Two. Yeah. That. One. Incredible! Wow. Yeah, dude. But like uh, every uh, movie, uh, it starts the same, da -da, right? Yeah. But yeah. That same track, right? Yeah. Every, yeah, every um, it's different. Like it, it plays onto what the movie's going to be. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, of course. Like each each movie, if you listen to that the the title uh, song. Each one is different besides the beginning of it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Excellent. What's up? Next question yeah, here. Yeah, 
for Chris and for everyone else who wants to chime in. Um, actually, no, this question is only only for Chris and well, actually, no, for everyone, but mostly Chris. And I know I've asked him like on, on one of our like I think it was like the second episode um, on the podcast. It was uh, me, you, and Paul were together, and uh, yes. I asked you a question like, "What would you say?" I don't know if you can repeat the answer or at least try to. Um, it was based on history. Where did, where does like or where does Star Wars like? How does it like? Where did George Lucas take? that story from yeah. or from like history yeah uh, like, to, uh, sorry like and like when it comes to like the senate and like everything like from like just right. talking about like real life inspiration is that your yeah question? yeah something like that yeah yeah historical inspiration i guess yeah um he, yeah he he based it off of two parts so, so the the original trilogy was um, formed after Nazi Germany, right? Uh, that was the idea. He wanted to mirror that, and you could definitely tell that with um, how he, you know, he made the 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 empire. Right? It was everything was black and white. It was all human. They were anti alien. They were anti anything opposite of them, and um, very mil- militaristic. You know, they, they murdered their enemies, genocide, right? You know what I mean? So, it, yeah, long story short, they, it was modeled after Nazi Germany. But um, what I really enjoy was the prequel trilogy when he kind of showed, gave some, you know, life to the Republic for the fans and to see how it was, like, what became that empire was you know, based off of the Roman Empire for both ways, both as the Republic and as the Roman Empire itself. And um, he showed that the diversity within it, the Roman Empire, the more people became more um, accepting of other cultures rather than saying, no, you have to, you know, Latinize yourself and whatnot, um, to a point where everybody in the entire empire within the borders were granted citizenship, right? There were some there were some motives here and there, but the idea of the inclusion of the Roman Empire was put into the Galactic Empire, uh, the Roman Republic, excuse me, and the Empire later on, but it was put into the Galactic Republic and that every single species, every single planet is equal. There's, there's no one group above the other. And, and they're all represented and there's one huge Senate, okay, and it, it basically like the United Nations today, in theory, obviously they have a lot of crap that they have to deal with, but it's like the closest that we can get to that type of system of government, you know. And how amazing would it be if that were a system of government? Not like I'm not trying to say like you know you know open borders and all that, getting political, but the idea of like everybody is represented equally on the world stage in a galactic stage and then each one still have their own respective governments within their own systems their own planets their own kings presidents ministers whatever it is their own sovereignties so the republic is there as um as a unifying force right and that was rome rome was the unifying force for all the different provinces they all served at rome's pleasure and then rome protected them in exchange Right, so that's that's how he he uh, based off of 
Star Wars, the Nazi Germans, and, and Roman Republic, yeah. Nice. Okay, really bad tangent, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, even the music, when you listen to the music, especially with the older, the original trilogy, uh, when it comes to the Empire, you, you, could, you could tell that it's, it's uh, such a military yeah. theme, especially mm. the music. Yeah. All right. Couple more questions. Let's see here. Um, this is for everyone. Uh, what would you say? Who would you say is your favorite character, and why? Han Solo. Why? Why? In Solo, you know? Han Solo, that's his name, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, why? Because he... He's such a... Badass? Badass, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's such a badass, but he's also like... There's clearly something deep down inside of him that is troubling him. And it's not as apparent as it is for like... Anakin or like Luke or any of the other characters like with Hansel I feel like it's he's so much more of a mystery and he's so like he, he's just very hardcore like he'll he'll go out and rescue somebody like in the zero weather whatever it is like he'll go and he'll do all those things and he'll be the hero but he's also kind of like an anti-hero almost um and I, he, I always enjoyed seeing him on screen, which is why the first movie I ever watched was the first one that Disney had made. I was in Disneyland when it came out, or Disney World when it came out, so my cousins were like, let's go watch it. I'm like, all right, like, okay. So I went and everyone like was like, oh my God, when he came on the screen, I didn't, I didn't understand why people <laughs> were cheering. And I get it now. So <laughs> yeah, it, I, I enjoy watching him. John Genze? I mean, Han Solo is definitely hands down my favorite, but just for the sake of <laughs> covering somebody different. Uh, I'm trying to think a little bit outside the box, at least one of the supporting characters. Um, I get back to me in a little bit. Athra? Did I take everybody's person? I'm so sorry. I mean, Han Solo is the best, so I don't blame you. I love Luke, I mean, but... But he made out with his sister, and that's gross. Yeah, but he didn't know that was his sister. He didn't know Oh, boy. Why Luke? I don't know. You do know. Even I could give a reason as to why Luke. You can give a whole useless spiel about Frodo that you can't tell us why Luke. <laughs> yeah, right? You don't have a reason. Damn. Darth Vader? You stole my guy, bro. Damn. Why Darth okay. Vader? He's frozen, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I, I thought he was like thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty deep thought. 
he's back. He's back. No, Eddie, no, he's still or Chris, I mean, Ethra. I don't think he's back. We gotta move past Ethra right now. Right. Yeah, let's Eddie. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go back. Hang all right, John. Um, I guess I'll say the combining all the trilogies, or I should say the first two. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. Uh, he was almost seemingly like born into being a Jedi. It felt like, um, and so like he, he lives this way of life, practices this Jedi religion, and is like the most loyal soldier and preacher of this thing that you possibly think of. Yep. And you know believes in this prophecy, takes this kid under his wing to train him, and then obviously feels like the biggest failure on Earth after things go wrong goes living on a desert planet and hiding as a hermit basically uh, yeah. and still trains the next generation of Skywalker Luke after basically kind of taking care of him from a distance uh, you know kind of watching over him while he lived with his aunt and uncle and then still making the ultimate sacrifice at the end which is the bravest thing anything can possibly anyone can possibly do so, is that about Obi-Wan is second. Mm-hmm. Was that about Ray? <laughs> no, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're talking about actual Star Wars characters? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Ray. I like Ray. I like Kylo Ray. I like... Um, as characters. I like Kylo Ren. I like Ray. I like Luke. And I like Darth Vader. I think Chris is... Indefinitely agreeing with you right now. <laughs> Why is that? You were like frozen on a smile for like 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> Eddie, who did you say? You said. Uh, yeah, Darth Vader. Well, Anakin Skywalker, I guess. That's that guy. I love like He had the best. I mean, it was around him, but he had the best character development. Darth Vader is just badass. Just the most badass character in all of Star Wars. But Darth Vader is not Anakin Skywalker. Like, he's a different person. But he is Anakin. He's Anakin physically, but like, he was. Anakin in final form. Well, I don't know. He's a reverse Snape. Well, he breaks out of that form (laughs) at the end. But, but, like, when he's Darth Vader, when he has the mask, the suit, and everything on, like, he's not Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, like, like, even, even the scenes, like, like, when you see when he's, like, meditating in that pod thing, he doesn't have his helmet on, and then there's even also parts in, like, you know, the expanded lore with, like, his comic and whatnot, when, whenever he's meditating to himself and he doesn't have, like, the Darth Vader, like, mask and everything on, like, he's, he's regretting his actions as Anakin Skywalker. But then when he's Darth Vader, like, you can see, like, you know, just, like, He's, he's fully in like military mode. He's in like loyalty to the Empire mode. Like he's, he's just not the same person. Even when he's talking to the Emperor while he's like in Darth Vader mask and shit. And then he says how Luke, he doesn't even, like after even finding out who he is, he doesn't even like really call him by like my son or something. He said the son of Skywalker. But then when, you know, when he's unmasked and whatnot, that's when you see, like, Anakin come to the city. The one who was full of regret, you know, obviously didn't didn't like the path that he chose. So he was consumed by Darth Vader up until, you know, his, his, his own son had to come and pull him out of that. 
I loved it. I completely loved this character. Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what Eddie was saying, and that's what you have to, when you when you see, George Lucas himself actually said that Return of the Jedi meant Anakin's return. So Darth Vader, in a sense, was a completely different entity and uh, was not Anakin. Anakin had died, and um, Darth Vader was born in episode three. And then in episode six, Darth Vader had then died, and then Anakin returned, right? So that's, it's not like Return of the Jedi, like, oh, we're all back, guys, let's go build a temple. It, this one Jedi had returned, you know what I mean? So that's Anakin's story. Mm. I gotta watch. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I don't, yeah, me neither. I want to watch this. I thought, I thought that meant like Luke being a Jedi was like the return of the Jedi to the galaxy. I thought too, yeah. I, I used to think that too. It just makes sense that way. Um, not all of the movies have like a play with words. I mean, episode six is a hatcha. Like, it's interesting when you understand the meaning of the, the title. The rest of them are pretty generic. A New Hope that's. Uh, you know, Luke, he's that he's that new hope, right? That name wasn't even added on until the night right? Yeah. And then uh, wow. the only other one that actually has like something like unique to the name is the Phantom Menace. I used to think um, the Phantom Menace was like regarding uh, Darth Maul because he, he kind of looks like a phantom, whatever. But but it's actually Sidious himself that, that the title is referring to, and it's like. You know, he, oh, what's his name? Uh, Mace Windu says to Yoda at the end, he's like, he's like, well, there are two, right? Master of the Apprentice. He's like, well, which one was this? The Master of the Apprentice, right? So that it's a lot of like mystery in the first one. Goosebumps. One. Yeah, it's like, who, 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 the, he's a mysterious figure. He's that phantom figure, right? And then episode two, it's more of the conspiracy. So you have the mystery. Episode two, they're actually coming on, like they're realizing like, well, we're, we're, we're going to be, we're, we're screwed. Like we're in this long, uh, you know, unending war and there's something, there's powers at play that we don't know. So it's the conspiracy. And then three is like the realization, like, well, damn, you know, and it's, it's too late right now. So, yeah. My favorite character, um, after watching the Clone Wars is definitely, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a surprise when Chris would be uh, um, Ahsoka. No, that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Ahsoka is. She's in the Clone Wars episodes. Where it's is like she Anakin Skywalker's Padawan? Yeah. Padawan. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. She's really cool. She has a really good like story arc, and she's tough. Amazing um, story. She's kind. She loves helping people, and she's a good soldier. She's a good friend. Um, you know, just everything about her is like awesome, and uh, I definitely pick Ahsoka. For that. I'll just add one thing quick about yeah, Ahsoka for context, guys. Like, you, you, some of you may uh, appreciate a lot of emotion in, in movies and books and stories. What happened to Ahsoka? I'm not going to spoil it in case I highly recommend you watch Clone Wars. As any type of level of Star Wars fan, it just makes the story that much better for you. But um, what happened to her was dead air. 
remove this from podcast. Was what? Insert. What? Please mail insert credit. Please insert credit. Oh my god, that's what was it? What did I say? Continue. Misoka. Oh, you know, yeah. So what happens to her in one part of the show, Clone Wars? was probably like personally for me like the most emotional thing i have ever seen on television it, it really like hit me like that much like damn uh it, it just it completely changes the entire story it it definitely like when it comes to like darth vader right and anakin it, it makes me like you understand his pain and suffering that much more so it, it, it's just like and now it's like okay like at first you thought his reasons for going ballistic and killing kids was like stupid and then you watch what happens and it's like okay now i get it you know what i mean it's just like it was like the last straw type of thing yeah i guess now his murder of children is justified absolutely justified <laughs> yeah 100 those stupid kids <laughs> hiding in the council chambers who the hell does that Anyway, I know they deserve to die for that. Like, wow. That's the target, you know. If somebody's <laughs> gonna attack the temple, they're gonna go look for the council, and you're just hiding. In the, anyway, just, I mean, when you're like six and you know everyone's <laughs> dying around you. <laughs> well, the problem was that he called him Master Skywalker, but he's not a master. Oh shit! Yeah, he's Machai oh, Chabra. Yeah, wait, hold on. I thought only masters were allowed to have Padawan. That's one of those. How would you say like discrepancies? But <laughs> I overlook it because Ahsoka is that Padawan, so I don't give a damn. <laughs> that's like that's like in karate, if like the grandmaster guy, like you know, he has students, but then like the, yeah. the teachers have students. Yeah, I mean, the, so if like you look at like you are yeah, right. For example, Kit Fisto, you know the guy with the green tentacles. Yeah. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anyway, yeah, the guy died way too early in episode three. Yeah, yeah, the Jamaican. Oh, he 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 was a knight, right? In canon, all throughout, he was a knight, just like Anakin. So initially, they made it so like only masters have apprentices, the Padawans. But excuse me, Anakin was one, and then Kit Fisto was the other. So just two examples of knights having Padawans too. Wait a minute, they called him Master Master Fisto. Is he not a master? To his Padawan, he is. Obviously, oh. I mean, I think by the time of episode three, he would have been. He was a Jedi Council. That's that's true. But um. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, during the Battle of Geonosis, he would have been a knight. Mm. Chris is Tiplar a cool character? Tiply and Tiplar, Jedi. I feel bad for Tiplar. <laughs> I think it was Tiplar. One of them. I get them confused, as you can imagine. Yeah, that was like a. That was one of my numbered cards in the Star Wars set. Let me see your picture. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna show up well enough. Yeah, that's that's Tiplar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, what happens to her is it, it, it leads into an amazing story arc, where the oh. Jedi were like this close to discovering Order sixty six before it happened. Damn. Yeah. Next question. Sorry, Robert. No, no, no. That's why I like <laughs> I like to I like to hear the. So I'm gonna do the last question, but it's gonna be for everyone. It's gonna be connecting all of the the, the themes or the stories we talked about today. Um, yeah. Who would you guys say was the uh, 
Who would you say is the most evil? Voldemort, Sauron, or Sidious? Damn. I only know one of these. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna respond to this. I want to hear what everyone else has to like, say. Even though I'm like anti-Lord of the Rings, isn't Sauron kind of like the the embodiment of evil? Yeah. No, 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 no. Because Morgoth, his master, was Sauron was was a uh, uh, pretty much like a high elf who fell sway to the evil ways. So I guess if you're an embodiment of evil, I guess by default, but. Since he's not, and he fell over to the dark path. Interesting. Okay. I still <laughs> would say Sauron is the worst of them. Voldemort too. Yeah. Uh, he's That's just sociopath. Yeah, because before he was like Sauron the Dark Lord, he's known as like Sauron the Deceiver, who had like no mercy on any of like the mortal races, like whatsoever. Like no redeeming qualities, no nothing. What's his overall like um, game plan, I guess, so to speak? Like, was he trying to wipe out all of like the living beings? All of the no, you, as as far as I know, he wanted to rule over like Middle Earth. Okay. Yeah, but like, his and, ring, his ring was definitely the embodiment of evil, like pure evil. Yeah. No, like the more no argument, no. Manipulative. Shades of gray. It's black or white. And that's yeah. probably going to give it to him then. Because I guess Voldemort was almost like, like, you know, when you, when you go into like him being a kid, you can see he had like a, like a, I don't know. He was, was he, was he like a born psycho? Yeah. Voldemort was basically Hitler because he wanted to kill anybody that wasn't like a pure blooded wizard or Even witch. Even though he wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Like, Hitler too, I guess Hitler. he wasn't German. Irony. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, in, so in the sixth book and movie, like they go into uh, Voldemort's background and childhood yeah. and stuff, and he is a sociopath. He's like mm-hmm. a sociopathic child. Yeah. Um, and he grows up to be that way. He's like that throughout Hogwarts. He's like that as an adult. He's like a psycho. Um, and his, he just it's for him. It's about power. So, I mean, the all whole, about great and power, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the whole premise of the book. The whole theme is good versus, literally just good versus evil, love mm-hmm. versus power, um, and what really wins at the end of it. Whereas I think with Lord of the Rings, it's it's so much darker than that, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like Sauron, it's like, who, who, there's like this air of mystery around him. Right, you don't really see him. You see the eye of Sauron. Like, it, right. it, what is that? You know what I mean? And it's like, too. yeah, it's like the ultimate like manipulator. Like, mm-hmm. like they're like, they're, like even if you can resist his will, you it'll eventually break you down. Like even the most powerful beings, like there's there's few exceptions that. Like, say, in the book, like, Tom Bombadil, nobody really knows what the hell. Like, but other than that, like, even, like, Gandalf is afraid of, like, the will of Sauron. Like, it's that powerful, that manipulative. Yep. And it's because everybody deep down inside, besides Frodo, apparently, has that inside of them where they, they want to... It's easier, almost, to be bad than it is to stay good. So there's that theme of it 
whereas in Harry Potter, there's it's not it's good versus evil, but it's like, are you a racist or not? Right. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of what that is in Harry Potter. Whereas in yeah. Lord of the Rings, it's so much more. And then Sidious was the third choice, right, Rob? Yeah. He did like a bunch of underhanded stuff at the beginning where like he had to pull strings in the background so it doesn't come off as like all powerful as the other two. So he automatically places still evil as hell, but yeah. places like third out of third on that list. Well, I don't know. Frustrating kind of evil where you're just like, oh my god, like he's just so bad, but he's so like he has like the kind of power that's like political and like economical maybe where you're it's just frustrating where you're like oh he has more power than me and he get more done than me and he could beat me time and time again yeah like besides being just you know a very very skilled and powerful person his his like greatest weapon I guess would be like his intellect like he he outsmarted everybody Mm -hmm. like it took a long time but he accomplished like the goal that he set out like I can barely plan like two or three days in advance and this guy planned like decades in advance like that ah, man I don't he know was what kind of a, a late bloomer compared to yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. what about you Chris what do you say yeah I just so I obviously I don't know much about uh, Voldemort I want to do I do want to start off with the joke though but uh, uh, I don't know if we were discussing it this, this topic before and I heard it from one of you guys or on the internet I don't know but it was comparing them three and like somebody had said like what well, you know Voldemort couldn't even beat a bunch of kids like in a school you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh that, that is besides the point but um I don't know much about him to be honest with you but uh, comparing Sauron and, and Sidious I'll start with Sidious first um uh, like Eddie said Sidious had managed to blind a bunch of people you know um working both sides of this war killing millions of people and um not getting caught and ultimately the plan is successful and he he commits genocide against an entire order of people that were the only people capable of stopping him right and um had they known who he was what his intentions were and whatever uh but that's that's Sidious, obviously, from the movies. I'm not going to get go so much into the lore and to the legends because what he is it represents so much more. But that's not fair to everybody who has not, you know, has not been ex- um, exposed to legends before. So he, the the idea that the entity that is the Sith Emperor is 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 um, ancient and it's it's constantly being how do you say reincarnated into another generation and it's it's never ending and it's 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 like like everybody's saying like the embodiment of evil that's that's what the sith emperor is that's why it's such a hard to compare different villains from different stories because in each story voldemort sauron city is there they are all the embodiment of evil but um but what i would give sauron over city is is this because those who opposed Sidious, they opposed him, uh, and they ultimately defeated him, right? And the only person he's ever turned is Darth Vader, which was a huge advantage or disadvantage to the light side, right? But that was that's all he managed to do. When you compare um, 
like everybody else, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Luke, the entire rebellion, like they all stood up to this this evil, right? You look at Middle Earth and you look at Sauron, they're all standing up to Sauron against him as well. But like one of you guys said, I think Eddie as well, you saw how intimidated uh, Gandalf was, right? From the ring, he was terrified of it, of what could happen. Um, he took a jolly hobbit, a bunch of them, and made them demons, okay? And mm. and like um, the like like the, I love that White Council scene from the Hobbit. You noticed Saruman, who is supposed to be like the guiding light, the guiding figure, was instantly like scared and like wet his pants, and then you know then you foreshadowing him, you know, giving up and being like, "Yo, we gotta we gotta go to the dark side, otherwise we're all gonna die." And one of the most strongest characters in the light, having to show her dark side just to save the day and push Sauron back, right? So all that, like, Sauron doesn't just scare the leading light figures, but he pulls the darkness out of them as well. He, he makes them show that darkness, and if they're not careful, they will fall to his level. Whereas in Star Wars with Sidious, you know the, the toughest Jedi out there, the most brightest people on the light side. They're his number one, you know, foe. And there's no chance that, you know, if Anakin were as, as you know, patient and like as noble as Obi Wan, there's no way in hell he would have done all that, right? Exactly. So, but you see, Gandalf, Galadriel, Saruman, all these figures that their the role is to guide this realm, right? And even them, they're vulnerable to Sauron's darkness. So that's why I would give it to Sauron. Yeah, that's a great point. Shit. That was beautiful, Chris. Athra? Yeah, right? Athra? Uh, uh, Sauron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Chris said it all. I mean, he, he Sauron uses what you what you your attributes against you yeah knows so with with humans he'll, he uses their their greed and their corruption against them and with elves he uses their knowledge against them and dwarves and even um even with gandalf as a wizard uh he's he's so powerful Right, he is Gandalf, and he's so powerful. He he is a fallen angel, and yet Sauron possesses a ring that would take what makes Gandalf and use it against him. You know that pure lightness in Gandalf, and you would turn it into evil. So yeah, I think Sauron for sure. Yeah, I'd say Sauron too. Why? When, uh, Everyone else said Sauron. Sauron, they call him the Master Deceiver because he deceived everybody. Mm-hmm. One That's quick that. thing of like, uh, like a little like trivia in in the Hobbit when uh, when the White Council, including like Saruman and everybody, was battling the race and and, Sa- and Sauron. At that point. Saruman was working with Sauron, even during that battle, like even during the event of the Hobbit. So, 
I mean, you, you, even before anyone had any notion that Sauron was, was like making his return, he had convinced one of like the greatest beings of Middle Earth to join him. So, I mean, that kind of goes to show his level of manipulation. Yeah. Like, even, even before anyone knew that, he had somewhat of like his power back. He, he convinced one of the most powerful beings to join him. Do you think yeah, I just, sorry, go on, go on. Sorry, but do you think that has more to do with Sauron, Saruman's uh, greed, his own greed? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know too much on that, but I mean, what I gather is he, he like, he fell from like his path long time. Ago. Like I think I don't know if it was his own position that kind of made him sway that way. I'm not too sure, but. Either way, I mean, you know, it's not easy to, to, to convince a mind like Saruman. Saruman was more interested in power than knowledge. That's, yeah. yeah. Yes, he was self preserve What He wanted to preserve himself. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. But he was, and he, and Saruman was always a bit jealous of Gandalf because he knew inside him that Gandalf was a lot smarter than he was. And he was oh, a lot yeah. like a lot more like than yeah. um, Saruman was. And Saruman wanted the ring too. He, I mean, if he took the ring, he wasn't he wasn't going to give it to Sauron. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. He was up there all along. Imagine yeah. that storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He was. He also. This is how I viewed Saruman. Like, well, I just want to from like that that White Council scene. Not when they're fighting the wraiths, but when Gandalf shows them like that that blade mm. the Hobbit like even seeing like uh, Saruman like had even being with Sauron already or not like that that fear on his face like you know what I mean like yeah take this thing away from me I don't want this near me type of thing right and mm. um, but what I wasn't like just thinking about his character and like why it's not surprising that he uh switch sides right is that he was more of an elitist and his position was more had to be based more on logic and uh he saw the power that Sauron had and he's like well there's no way in hell that we're gonna defeat this guy so we have to kowtow to him and I'd rather serve this all-powerful being you know than what's it called than these you know unworthy people humans dwarves, elves, compared to the might of Sauron, they don't really represent much, so yeah. that's how he felt, he, he just like Sarulon, you know, he's like he's like you know, like, get out of here, you guys are not worth it, I'm gonna go with this guy yeah, and Gandalf was the complete opposite he was with the common folk yeah. right, yeah and Saruman like definitely underestimated hobbits and like the resilience and stuff like that so, everybody did, yeah, everybody did, and and not just that, but like he also like the flaws of like the the other race, like he 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 just he thought that was it. Like you know, the greed of, of uh, the dwarves, the power hungriness of mankind, the aristocracy of the elves. He didn't think that you know they could be like you know like more than that. He kind of tried to use that against them. And Gandalf was the one who saw like you know the good qualities in all of them. Yeah, I mean, he even sat through the Council of Elrond and he still thought, like, they were worth fighting for. 
Yeah. Um, I know in the, uh, um, in the Lord of the Rings and, and in the Hobbit, they talk about how like, you know, like I, I, I don't know if you remember this line where where he's like, I think it was Gandalf or I think Galadriel in the Hobbit, where she's like, like even like the smallest. Oh, she says it to Bilbo. And he gives me courage. Yeah, because he gives me courage, and then, and then I think um, Galadriel tells Frodo before, like, they leave Lothlorien that, like, you know, even the smallest people can, like, make a big difference, or something like that. I forgot what that quote was. I don't know if that was a book quote or just a Hollywood movie quote. Because it's very true, that's why. Yeah. The smallest person can make a big difference. And that's Galadriel. what happen very unique character i appreciated every single minute with her until on the screen i wish she was more of a prominent character but i still i liked how she was also like in the background type of thing you know what i mean like she was much more watching you but she's not going to intervene like but she knows what's going on you know what i mean she's much more in the mix uh in the earlier ages yeah yeah um, I don't imagine well, she, she's a freaking senior citizen. Man, what a chill out. Yeah, Galadriel and uh, Elrond are like second cousins yeah. or something like that. I forgot. I know they're related though. I forgot how. I don't know. There's like, I I remember looking at a. Uh, it's like a lineage of like elf fam, like all the elves families. They're in the same tree. Yeah, like the family tree. Oh my gosh, dude, it's it's freaking the crazy. Family tree. <laughs> yeah, and Arwen's mom is elvish, and uh, she's elf, and Arwen's dad, which is it's Elrond. Yeah, and he's also half elvish. Oh, damn. Yes. See, I did not know that. I, when you said she was half elvish, I thought it was. I thought Elrond was just a full elf. No, it's her, it's her, it's her mom. Yeah, I mean, Celebron. That's her name. Celebron. Hitting a wall over here, so I'm gonna. Yeah, it's like 2 a.m. Chicago time almost. All right, guys. Well, I want to appreciate you guys being on this podcast, the Hookah Talk. And uh, we went ahead and went over. See how much fun that is? This is like almost a three-hour session. Yeah, dude. Yeah, That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to post this soon, hopefully. Probably maybe tomorrow or tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Hey. But thank I love you, you guys. No, thank you, guys. Happy Easter. Bye, guys. Yeah, happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Everyone. Happy and, Easter. and we'll do this again soon. I mean, if you guys want to do like a specific topic again or... Yes. You know what I mean? Sounds good. We'll do it. Even if we don't, even if it's not a podcast episode, we can just still do this. It doesn't matter. All right. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See ya.